Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantees or the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. Can't put it on a boy, yeah. Every season make it all change. What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, October 7th. Yes, we are in October. Finally, October baseball. You have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. And boy, do we have a full house for you today. Um, this is going to be our ALDS preview show. Um we're going to get right into intros, um, but we're going to just plain and simple. We're covering everything this series, all questions on the table. If you're watching us live on Wednesday night, make sure you get involved in the comment section. We can now be found on Twitch as well. Uh, I'm already seeing a bunch of weird ass emoji things that I'm guessing only come from Twitch in the comments. So that's cool. Uh, <laughs> but as always, I'm your host, Matt Swatsky, AKA Southside Zoe. Some call me Father Zoe. Thanks to you, Beef. And with me, as always, is the good Reverend K. Fids. Hey, yo, I, you know, I, uh, to be honest with you, I, this is my favorite Twitch since Jake Cutler. So this is fantastic. This, 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 this Twitch is happening. I'm, I'm pumped that we're, 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 we're with the cool kids now. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're the money. We've got the Twitch account now. So we're going to get a couple 12 year old, 13 year old fan audience. We're going to build up that, that, that K pop audience as well. So I'm really pumped, really. Yeah, I did the K-pop gift for the show, so there you go. Mm-hmm. And as always, Mr. Aldo Soto, what's going on, Aldo? I want to welcome all the Sox fans who are listening to obviously Zoe and uh, two Cubs fans who are going to be talking about the Sox. So that's going to be <laughs> nice and fun. Rub it in our faces. And now I'm going to go round robin here. So <laughs> he is a dumbball crushing, merch pushing handsome son of a bitch coming to us from the 108 you all know him and love him as mr my sock summer how are you doing tonight mss guys thank you very much for inviting us on there zo i'm proud that you swallowed your pride even though we didn't allow you to come on our podcast you brought me on to your podcast now i understand that we had to give up Terezi and we killed him so we could be on this podcast and that's why he's not here and it's our new best friend Josh, you know, you know, down there below is taking the spot. We'll talk to him later. But uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, this is awesome. I, I appreciate you guys bringing us on, and it is going to be a time tonight, fellas. Yes. Well, I, I actually will say, go ahead, Feds. I was gonna say I actually read this uh, in a, in a periodical of note that that the three 108ers cannot occupy the same stream space at the same time unless it's actually on their YouTube page. So or, uh, that, that actually probably explains it. We don't want Treasy to turn into a pillar of salt, which is what yes. happens. Apparently. I saw that. Well, a, I mean, hold on. Hold on. We're, we're in the trust tree. We, we tell our listeners the honest truth. 
we just couldn't afford Treasy. Sure. I mean, we only had enough money for two out of the three one waiters. Dan Clark started this whole shit with people charging people to come on podcasts. Thanks again, Dan Clark. And so we just had to funnel our money together, and Treasy out of the three it just cost the most. And this That's podcast real. was brought to you by Cameo, which is uh, $10.08 <laughs> to get them on each per. So it's fantastic. And that man you see in the middle, he is a man of questionable character. He's a Jack Daniels slugging, and he puts up with Fids every Sunday night on the Golden Tate. That is the Mr. Aloha, Mr. Han. How are you doing tonight, sir? Well, first off, <laughs> tainted I'm gloves, though. Yeah, tainted, tainted glove, glove, first of all. Tainted glove. What the I said, Golden Tate. Tainted, the Golden Tate. Tainted copyright. Glove, close enough. But. I want to know where I'm when I'm getting my paycheck for this. Since you're talking about, you know, people are being paid to do these now. Boy, I missed out on that one. Was it in this in weekend here in Vegas? Uh, I got the chip for you. Yep. Fitz <laughs> takes care of all that. Got the bag. Um, cool. Next to him. Thank God he didn't wear sleeves because I would have been disappointed. My favorite mullet wearing, 80s sunglasses rocking. What three time socks math champion? You definitely cheated. Hot tub video making. Everybody knows him, loves him. One of the favorite uncles on White Sox Twitter. That's Mr. Beef Loaf, Mr. Delicious. What's going on, brother? Hey, Father Zoe, K. Fitz, Aldo. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, I had to come in full costume, man. I'm like a member of KISS. I got to put my makeup on and all my get up and stuff. If we're going to perform tonight, I got to perform. And I got to tell you, my Sox Summer Night is coming off of doing what we thought was 45 minutes. Ended up being two and a half hours worth of another podcast. And so, uh, don't worry. We got enough energy to conjure you guys up. If you guys want to go three hours, we're down for it. Even though we got to operate tomorrow, 6 o'clock in the morning for our own little show. I'll stretch out. We might be able to get that down. And last but certainly not least, a man who I consider almost the godfather or commissioner of White Sox Twitter, the man that does the Twitter spaces, who's good at keeping the animals in line when doing seg Twitter spaces. I'm going to try my best to do my best impersonation of him from Sox Machine, Mr. Josh Nelson. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. It is an honor to be beside the macho man, Randy Savage impersonator from Tinley Park. Uh, Beef Loaf has joined us. Uh, you know, Macho Man had the flying elbow. You know, Beef Loaf's got the flying belly. He just lands on you from the top turnbuckle. And uh, I, I'm happy that uh, he joined us uh, in character. Uh, it, it's going to be a fantastic show. He's really, he's really, you know, he's he's really just the Macho Kumala, the Ugandan giant, is really what you're trying to say. Oh. You know, I'm, Josh, I'm proud of you that you didn't the nose joke. I'm, I'm impressed. It was right there for you. We could have done a nose smash thing, and you didn't go for it. I respect, brother. Respect. Well, listen, in, in your mid-20s, you know, it was the atomic ass. But as you, you know, got older and just grinded away, you know, it, the atomic ass didn't have as much power. So yeah, the not. belly buster. So <laughs> <laughs> If you're, again, if you're watching this on Wednesday night, get into that comment section. It's already cooking. We already have our first Brady Bunch and our first uh, Hollywood Squares jokes. Keep those coming. I love them. Um, again, thank you to all these guys for coming in. And before we start the show, a little bit of business. Uh, as always, this show is sponsored by us. If you'd like to be in that slot, please let us know. But for right now, it's sponsored by us. We have a link at the top of our Twitter account, at Pinwheels Ivy Pod. You can support the show. Uh, we're already going to be putting some of those funds back into the show because some of you have been insanely generous already. And we also have a link to our merch. Um, 
get in there, look good, get the fit. You know, it could be laundry day clothes or when you're not wearing your 108 shirt or have your socks machine cozy. You can squeeze some pinwheels gear in there. Um, so, gentlemen, and I use the term loosely, we are finally here. It's the ALDS, all the shows that we've all done, all the blogs that we've all written, all the Twitter spaces have done have all led to this. It's a full grind season, 162 games, none of this 60-game bullshit. And here we are, White Sox Astros, starting off on Thursday. Um, thank, Shout-out to the White Sox for giving us some nice, fresh content right before the show with by doing their press conference. And I guess um, we'll start there, and I'm going to start with you, Josh, because I saw your initial tweet on this, and I think it's a good jump-off point. Lance Lynn was uh, named the game one starter. Um, also, some of the questions that led down further during the press conference led to quite a couple different possibilities with regards to the rotation for this series. Um, I saw your thoughts on it, and I think we'll start there, and we'll start with you, Josh. What do you think about the news of Lance Lynn being number one? What does that tell you where Tony's head's at? Well, James Vegan of The Athletic – put together a terrific post interviewing past coaches that have worked with Tony LaRusse preparing for the postseason. And many of the quotes were on how when LaRusse knew his team was going to go to the postseason, he would start preparing weeks in advance using the final couple weeks of the regular season as an opportunity to just tinker a little bit so he had a better familiarity on what he would go with for a postseason lineup or a postseason rotation. When Lance Lynn went up to the mic and was asked, when did you know that you were to be starting game one? He said last week. Now, he said it with a smile, so maybe he found out yesterday uh, or that morning. Uh, but I can't put it past Lance Lynn to be speaking the truth, and he's always known at least for a week, that he's going to be starting game one and all of us fools that have been debating back and forth are uh, talking about a nothing, really, because it was already decided. And going Lance Lynn game one, I think everybody was thinking, okay, he's the one that gets two starts. He gets game one and he gets game five if there is a game five. But when a reporter asked Tony La Russa his philosophy on using pitchers on short rest, LaRusso was pretty clear that he's not scared of short rest. And it's all about telling pitchers you have to pitch with what you have, not what you don't have. Don't overexert yourself trying to throw at 100%. If you're not at 100%, I'm having you start on short rest because I believe in your stuff. Just go do and do what you do and play within your parameters of what you have with only three days to prepare. And what this sets up for the White Sox is that if there is a game four, who are they going to go with? Carlos Erdan, which we believe should be rested, or Lance Lynn on short rest? And based on what LaRusso was talking about today as press conference and how comfortable he is using a pitcher on short rest, that's the debate. If Carlos Rodon doesn't look strong enough, or Tony La Russa, if his gut tells him that Lance Lynn is the better option for Game 4, we may see Lance Lynn in Game 4. And Lynn said that he will be ready if he's needed in Game 4 for the White Sox in this series. So that's going to be something to really 
be paying attention to. Obviously, they got to handle game one business, but maybe a little foreshadowing by the White Sox on how they're going to handle their pitching matchups for this series was shared today in their press conference. Yeah, I mean, and I think we all kind of saw it towards the end of the, the season. I especially thought I, and this could just be the alcohol or weed, but I definitely thought Rodon was not throwing 100% uh, in his last start. It didn't look like he was really trying to ramp it up. And it's interesting, though, about Tony Larusa and the way he manages players because as Fids likes to bring up a lot, and Fids, you know, what's your thought on it, but uh, – having a guy like Tony La Russa who's been here before and player usage coming down the stretch. Now, Fids, I know you pay attention to it as well. Is that something that you've been noticing with the way the pitchers have been used at the end there? Yeah, I think that, I, I think that, I mean, at the end of the season, you're dealing with that arm regardless with everybody and they're trying to pitch through it. And I think some guys pitch through it and some guys get stuck lagging and they, sometimes they get, they get, you want to call it a long hauler. They're long hauling a you know, dead arm and they can't really throw out of it. And I think what they were finding with Rodon probably was troublesome and problematic to them. And seeing that he's not throwing out of it, because after a couple starts and a couple side pens and a couple flat grounds, you should be able to throw out of it and get back to work. And you've seen it with some other guys, too, that kind of you might see their velo dip sometime in August, but then the velocity starts coming back up in September as they push down the stretch. But his just hasn't. And I don't know if it's because he himself has decided that he's not going to, you know, some guys do say, I'm going to take a little off. I'm just going to go pitch. I'm going to do I'm going to make less effort. And people are more concerned with that or. He's throwing, and in the bullpen, they're seeing stuff that 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 they don't like to see. Um, not mechanically, obviously, but maybe his maybe his face, you know, facial expressions after he throws a curveball. Maybe they see something that he doesn't even notice he's doing that he's giving it away, and they're just they're not comfortable with it. But I just I'm I wouldn't be shocked if they I, I I'm more shocked that if he can go for, I don't know why they're not throwing him for, uh, and then piggybacking with Kopech at some point, but. Yeah. It's not like they have. I mean, it sounds terrible to say this. It's not like he's an investment. He's not on a long-term contract. He's he's on three. Oh wait, Rodon? No, no. Oh, I thought. No. I'm sorry. Oh, I no, I'm talking about Rodon. Yeah, I'm talking sorry. about the, the. But I'm talking about the velocity drop that was concerning with Rodon. Yeah. Lynn, Lynn's going to do what Lynn does, but I'm still concerned. I mean, I I personally had him starting game three, and I had I had Geo going game one, but it you know they see something. I just I was really leery of the the numbers in Houston over the course of his career, but it's the postseason, so maybe it flips it on its side, but being as bad as he has been in Houston, it's, it, it's an interesting call from like, from that perspective, but well, that's you know. the off of that point. And gentlemen, please, as people are talking, feel free to fucking jump in. This feels stiff have, already. Let's fucking go ahead. Yeah. I do yeah. have the number since 2019 of Lynn in Houston. Owen five, a six, eight, eight ERA, a two eighty one average against, and a 1.39 whip. Not Good. Not yeah, good Michael, Michael Brantley alone's got a slash line of 409, 435, and 636 against Lance Lynn. And, and that's going to be the key matchup for game one is oh. how does Lance Lynn navigate Michael Brantley? And is Tony LaRussa going to allow Lynn to face Michael Brantley a third time? Which then puts into question just how long Lance Lynn's going to start game one. Because if LaRusa doesn't want Lynn to deal with Michael Brantley a third time to the order, Lynn may just get through four or five innings, and then he's going to be yanked. Mm-hmm. Here's a big danger, too. And this is something that, that, that fans might not be super aware of, which is what makes I – mean, it's, it's when we get to the bullpen, I guess, it'll be making it more concerning getting to your bullpen too early against the Houston Astros, especially early in the series. The Houston Astros, 
have the best offense in the eighth inning of any team in Major League Baseball. They've hit 29 home runs in the eighth inning. They've got like a, like a 449 slash line, I think it is, or uh, for a slugging, 445 slugging uh, in the eighth inning alone. So, you know, if you're going to burn your bullpen, you're going to be dealing with some trouble in the eighth and ninth inning every game out if you can't get some of these starters deep. You don't. You need a guy to go four, five, six. You need him to really hit six or seven in that first game. Because this this team, the Astros are more dangerous in the latter half of a baseball game than they are the the, the front half. So you 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 need Lynn to go five or six. But I I'm looking at that going. God, if you tax your bullpen in game one, and Lynn doesn't have it, you're looking at four more games potentially of mixing and matching and pairing things up. And guys are gonna have to play on fumes, and that's that's tough at least. Yeah, but sure. yeah, but that's that's what modern playoff baseball looks like. I actually just took a look back at the 18 and 19 uh, teams that went to the ALCS. And they often didn't go with their starters long. I mean, the only guys that were really uh, tracking six innings plus on average, uh, you know, going for, uh, you know, a couple series, so across ALDS and ALCS, were in 19 when Houston had Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander. For the most part, everyone gets nipped short at least one time in a series like that. So I I, I think, I think I don't know if, if, if it's a good idea to put up a guy for the third time through the order. I think, I hope that Tony is aware of, these types of things, and that he is, you know, prescient with trying to make a, a decision quickly. You mentioned the Astros in the eighth inning, but the Astros are the best, or, or maybe the Blue Jays just passed them right at the end of the season. They're the best offense in baseball, though, so they're good mm-hmm. all the innings, and they, they have two dead spots in their lineup. They choose to play a glove in center and a glove behind home plate, uh, assuming they're not going to use Jason Castro. I don't know if they'll use Jason Castro, but the, when they have Martin Maldonado behind the plate, they, they'll take two zeros in those spots. So you might be able to hide some, you know, you might be able to hide sneaking through that second time and, and getting through easily. Uh, but but I'm not sure if going deep is going to be in the game plan. It might be nipping in the bud, and maybe that's part of the reason why he brought up bringing the starter back, uh, you know, in, the, in game four, game one starter in game four. We were all in the car. I was in the car with my sock, Summer, and Treasy. And it really opened our eyes. But the more I think about it, it could just be an optionality play, too. It could just be Tony saying, hey, Astros, fuck you. You don't know what we're going to do in games three and four. And I like that. I'm a big fan of that sort of thing. Don't tell them nothing. Let them assume you could do absolutely anything because you're a crazy old guy. That's fine. Good. Good play by Tony. And there's no love lost between Tony and Dusty. Let's make that no, very they clear. Fucking hate Tony. And let's be honest, there may be nothing better for the White Sox than to get behind a Dusty Baker team by two or two games in a series because it's like you got Dusty right where you want him when he's got a lead, big lead in the series. That's that's Dusty's thing. He's gonna go ahead and give it away. Damn, damn. Now, still thinking well, about it. He's gonna fight in the World Series. That's, that's a pattern. It's 18, and then it's 18 years ago. Let it go. Oh. We live in the past. It's baseball. You all live in the past. But uh, <laughs> obviously, you know. By going with Lance the first game, some people are already chatting about that. The reason they went with Lance in the first game is because of how he matches up against this Houston Astros team with Astros throwing out their ace in game one, who for all intents and purposes, if you look at those numbers on the flip side, he kind of owns the White Sox. So, you know, it, it it's weird. I don't like to say that they're – trying to play the matchups a little bit more, but putting a Lucas Giolito who could arguably be your stronger second half pitcher in the game too, gives you a little bit more of a chance of stealing one in Houston. I mean, do you buy into that at all? My Sox summer. So what, I, what we discussed in the car and I, I'll give Terezi and Loaf a lot of credit for this because they usually have the good baseball ideas and then I steal them and act like they're mine. <laughs> and it. so when we're in the car, 
we were talking about it after you know we've done our thing. We're like, you know, hey, this maybe the Sox are like, listen, we're not really not going to beat Lance McCullough. So let's let's throw in a Lucas and go for game two. Let's put all of it in for game two and play to win that game because that could be the better match. So I know, you know, who knows? I I, I feel I, I think that could be right. You know, it's like, hey, Lance might beat us, but like, let's not. I mean, let's let's be real. Lance, I know the numbers are horrible. And Mr. Han, you're a dick for bringing that shit up. But because that just reiterates the, the whole thing. But the, the them being like, if we get beat there, Lance, ah, fuck, God damn it. See now, so I'm in your world now, and now I'm getting this cluster fucked as you. Um, no, the, it's <laughs> so, Lance is a good pitcher. Lucas is a good pitcher. So throw him out there. And there's a 50-50 chance that he's going to go, either one of them are going to go down against the other Lance. But maybe a little bit better if we do this this next way. So, yeah, I know how convoluted that is. Josh Nelson's eyes have rolled into the back of his head by now. But, uh, yes, it is. I, I feel like they're going – they're putting their chips in on game two. They're not really trying to win game one as hard. In all fairness, in all fairness, there's way too many fucking lances. I would get confused too. So don't worry about it. I'm glad you did it this week instead of me. But I would definitely mix up the lances. What's up, Fitz? Time out. If you bet Mookie bets over one and a half on total bases, congratulations. You have more money in your bank account. I need a home run. That's me. So you know, one thing, one thing I'll on. say about this, you know, they went into the Sox went into Houston in June and got their lunch handed to them basically. And Rodon, the Rodon start was the only competitive game out of the four. But if you really look at the lineups, the White Sox were loading out there. Yeah. You had no Robert. You had no Eloy in there. You know, you're you're got guys like Lamb, Goodwin in the lineup there. Yerman. So you're yes, you're that's sort of the end of Yerman there. Mm-hmm. So you're really looking at a different team going in there now compared to what they faced in June and July for that matter. No, definitely I mean, and that's without a doubt. That's definitely I, we've been saying that on the show as a constant, like People are bringing up old matchups with the White Sox. This wasn't the full White Sox team for more than half the season. So I'm not – that I think that's just silly. But the other thing that I'm curious what you guys think about is these two pitchers for game one and game two of Houston are notorious ground ball pitchers. Like some of the – arguably, I think what, they're like top ten easily. Uh, I'll go to you, Aldo. Yeah, I'm going to make you talk. You know, is that – as someone from the outside, though, looking in as a team – that has hit a fuck ton of ground balls this year, almost ad nauseum where it's just annoying as shit is, I mean, what do you think the White Sox there's, you can't go out there and be like, Hey, just don't hit ground balls. Is that something that do you think they're going to be moving runners a little bit more? Or what's your play on that? Well, that, that's what I was going to say. It was like, Houston's going to get a ground balls. And then the White Sox were, were they most of the season, like up there in ground ball percentage. Yes. Um, yeah, they finished uh, and, second in the AL in ground ball percentage, right behind the Rangers. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, and then we have a question here: is like, you know, what's the approach? Uh, you know, game one against McCullers. You know, would you go? You know, do you want to ambush him right away? You know, jump on that first pitch, which most of the time is going to be a strike. Uh, do you be patient, try to work counts? Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. I mean, you get, at, at this point, the thing is about running though. I don't like running, especially in the playoffs, because w- what's the cliche? You know, the Joe Sheehan. You know, uh, what ball go far? Team ball go far, so, team go far. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you don't, you don't. I don't want you know, you know, strike him out, throw him a double play, like 
damn, for what reason, you just had like a runner at, uh, runner on first and you got nothing, uh, you know, on a Luis Roberts swinging a miss or something. Right. Um, I, I think you just have to wait out. I think this year's is going to be, when we talked about it with Jordan uh, a couple of weeks ago, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a slugfest. So I, I don't, I don't like, you know, possibly getting guys thrown out of trying to steal bases. Um, I mean, you guys obviously know a lot uh, better than I do uh, how, how the Sox played this year, but they don't steal bases. They, but like, it's they, they have to hit home runs. Obviously, that's how that's how basically every team wins in the playoffs. You hit home runs, so I, yeah. I don't think you mess around with the cutesy. Let's do these hit and runs, and it's like, and I know it sucks, you know, to wait around for the three run home run, but love it or hate it, that's how teams win. Kind of feel like the lineup's built for it too. Yeah, I, and that, that's the thing. That's the way the Sox, again, most teams are going to have to win. Your mm-hmm. sluggers are going to have to show up and slug. You are going to have to outslug Houston. You know, if you get past them, you're playing Boston or you're playing uh, the Rays, you have to outslug them. It's not going to be these. And, and, and the interesting part uh, uh, with pitching, I wanted to go back to that very quickly because we're talking about like the starters, mm-hmm. uh, how far they're going to go. And, uh, B-Flip, you made a great point where, like, you, you go back to, you know, I think you can go back to, like, 2016 and 2015, maybe. The postseason, it's no longer, it's like, okay, can you have a starter go seven, eight innings? It's like, no, who has the best bullpens? Who 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 has the guys who can go multiple innings? Who can you bring in in the fifth in a tight jam? He gets out of it, and then he goes another inning, another inning or two, and then you still have your lockdown guy at the end. Right. And I think, I think the socks are. I think the socks are like built perfectly for that because just, not only do you have, you know, obviously you have Liam Hendricks, you have uh, Craig Kimbrell, then you have like Aaron Bummer who finished the season off a lot better than you know. Mm-hmm. Get he was pretty shaky for most of the year, and then you had the injury uh, in the summer. But like I think, I think again, referencing again, Joe Sheehan again, he brought him up. Like Aaron Bummer probably the X factor. Because that's the guy. That's like your third, like whoa, lockdown. Whoa, you're jumping relief. segments. You're jumping segments. Slow your roll, all <laughs> That's right. That's right. And by not, the way, not the, the over under on the show for the Cubs guys to bring up 2016 was 20 minutes. So if you had the if you <laughs> wait, had the wait, over, wait, 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 was this both guys or just one guy? That's just one more. guy. If you had the over, wow. congratulations, it hit. I had it at 20 minutes. I didn't make. I, I was referencing the playoffs. I know. <laughs> well, hey, let's get these out of the way. <laughs> let's get these little uh, these little bets out of the way. Chris Bryant. I said it. Okay, I said okay, it. He said Chris. Okay, now we're done. There you go. Under thirty minutes. Twenty-seven. Dusty in two thousand three. Yeah, well, there Pete, I saw you giving me the ear tug, so I know you must have taken the under. So I we had two minutes this year. I had to just say the name. So. <laughs> and then also highest ticket prices. Boom! I just oh, scored somebody else some money. Bam! Someone just hit the Fitz trifecta in like yep. thirty <laughs> seconds. So congratulations to anybody that bet that. Point um, that. Code the question. With the question or from the one right. And now we've all talked over each other. So there you go. All four points have hit that you guys like to bet on for the show. But the other big news of the day for the White Sox, we weren't going to bring it up, but it's now been made official, team official. There was a ton of rumors going around throughout the day. I'm sure everybody on this call, including a lot of you listening, got DMs from your cousin's brother, sister's uncle that saw somebody at the airport holding a puke bag or something going on that Jose Abreu was sick. It was not Um, Rick and Keel. Not Rick and Keel. Right. Yeah, one of those bullshit. I was like beef loaf waiting for a cheesy beef or a Portillo's French fry to tell me what the fuck was going on. But <laughs> trustworthy they, beef. <laughs> yes. The, the trustworthy, you know, sandwiches that break White Sox news. Um, oh, wait, if it was, it was a Popeye McNugget. Perry's booty hole, it would be legit. 
I've told you that story, right? I played 60 yes. softball with Katy Perry booty hole. <laughs> I mean, just to say that, say that like in a sentence again, just I'll period. work it in later. I'll work it in later. But I want to hear so, you say that you play softball with their booty hole. If That's you, cool. for some reason, haven't heard this news, uh, Jose Abreu had a fever. Um, obviously in this day and age, you got to do 17 different tests. Now when someone's got a fever or a cough or anything to make sure it's not COVID, especially when you're talking about a team sport like baseball, cause that could have been, oof. but, uh, they did a bunch of tests, no COVID, very good fever broke. Uh, Pito is on his way to Houston, probably as we speak, or he's probably already there. He didn't travel with the team for safety purposes, but we're going to go all the way back down. I'm going off of the squares here, just so you guys know it's, Back down, Josh. Um, I mean, are you nervous about Jose Abreu? I know we talked about it a little bit on the Twitter spaces, but it's not really a flip a switch thing when, you're, when your body's coming back from a fever. This is Jose Abreu. I'm expecting Jose Abreu to be in the lineup tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dude just doesn't want to take a day off. And if he can wake up and breathe without any problems... <laughs> I'm expecting Jose Abreu to be in the lineup. And Tony Larusa said it as much as himself. He was asked, you know, Abreu can be stubborn about taking days off. And Larusa chuckled uh, during the press conference as a, an acknowledgement. And yeah, he Larusa knows that Abreu is going to demand to be in the lineup tomorrow. And I'm expecting Larusa to have Abreu in the lineup tomorrow. The thing about Abreu. And maybe it explains why he kind of didn't have the best final week of the regular season. To me, his bat seemed slow in the last week. And we didn't see anywhere near the power numbers in the month of September that we saw in the month of August from Jose Abreu. So hopefully uh, he's recovered enough and he's recovered enough of his bat speed and his power because uh, it'd be nice if the White Sox had the 2020 version of Jose Abreu uh, against these yes. Houston Astros, because it would go a long way in helping the White Sox win this series. You know, I kind of, you know, Chicago fans, by the way, are no stranger to postseason fevers. <laughs> yep. When you have something in the postseason. <laughs> yeah. And big shout out to Bennett, because that's your boy on Sox Machine. Bennett had the flu game photoshop picture of abreu on tim anderson within like three seconds of that news being announced it was one of the quickest photoshops i've i mean that was actually hats off to him on that one but i'll just blanket this one anybody worried about jose abreu hold on okay last time we were worried about jose abreu he was up till 3 a.m you know worrying about his wife and his kid who were involved in a hurricane and that fucking fucker came out and was like one hit shy of hitting the cycle so, I mean, why are we worried? I mean, I, I don't see why we should be worried about him. He, you he's have going to, to come okay. out and just kill it. He's going to kill it. He's Jose Abreu. And I think a little less, like, powerful Jose Abreu is going to make him even more powerful. Like, that, I mean, if that makes sense. I don't. Maybe it doesn't make sense, but, like, he's going to assume in his head, I've had this disease and I kicked this disease's ass, but I'm a little bit weakened, but I'm going to try twice as hard. 
fucking he doesn't have a bowl. He, he doesn't have Ebola. I've got this disease. Like, oh, it's a disease, Fitz. You know disease. what? You know what? The thing is, is, is Jose frozen. Abreu is so much of a Superman, he might have just fucked COVID up inside his body. He didn't need any <laughs> horse tranquilizers or whatever the fuck these weirdos are taking now. He just came out. He's like, listen, I have the antibodies in me. <laughs> Jose Abreu is the antibody. <laughs> See, I think we, I think we Josh officially need to have. Immediately regretting coming on this with me. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have my sock summer on the show once a month because I one speak your language. I completely understand everything you just said, <laughs> and two, your rambling and my rambling can cancel each other out, and it'll be like an ethos of rambling. It'll be fantastic. A lot of we could destroy oh. our own podcast called the Rambling Zoes. It'll be two days. It's a my two-day-long podcast. It's my Freezing MSS. It'll be a two-day-long podcast covering three topics. <laughs> so, and <laughs> it would include a couple of times where they just pass out. It's just dead air, and you can't actually see anybody on the camera because they're laying down. Then they yeah. come just pop right back up like four hours later, like the fucking Jack in the Box. Yeah, now I got a question. Is, is Abreu DHing tomorrow, or is he at first base? Very fair question. I'm going to assume he's at first base. Yeah. And the White Sox use – well, because they're still I, dealing with the, the, the lefty righty, the, the DH with the lefty righty stuff with with Vaughn and, and Sheets, right? Looking yeah, at, I, I'm expecting Sheets to be in the lineup as the DH, and I'm expecting Brayu to be at first base. If not, you can interchange Sheets at a Brayu. That's the beauty of the Chicago White Sox. They've got six first basemen on the roster, uh, so you're not worried defensively at first base. But again, going back to the stubbornness of Jose Abreu, I- I'm expecting Abreu to be at first base tomorrow. Gamer's going to game. Yeah. Period. That, and that's fair. I mean, the guy, if anybody on this team has earned the right to be like, I'm good, I'm going, it's Jose Abreu. He's been on some dog shit White Sox teams. The Tigers just pr- try to poison his pizza. It's fine. He's fine. That's bad. <laughs> get, a B12, get a B12 shot in the morning. You'll be good. You're fine. That was Nico Goodrum's revenge. He's like, I'm going to lace your pizza. Uh, <laughs> Nico Goodrum's revenge. All right. So now we'll actually go off of the questions I we actually did have an agenda for the show so fuck a lot of you but <laughs> we'll go around here yeah oh, you printed it out extra points for I, you MSL like, look at you superstar so, I like to write down and make notes while other people are talking <laughs> so like right now I was like Mr. Hand likes milk <laughs> Beatloaf doesn't like have soda <laughs> Josh Nelson looks annoyed. (laughs) Miss Lippy's car is green. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll start off with you on this um, beef loaf, and then we'll go round robin. Same question to everybody. Feel free to jump in. Just let's give your answers and kind of move it going. But there's always the X factors. There's always that guy, you know, that, Seems to come out of nowhere, but plays a pivotal, pivotal role. We saw it with the Rays last year. Um, it's just, it happens every year. So it could be a pitcher. It could be a hitter. It could be Tony LaRusso's Uber driver. Yeah, I know that was a cheap one. But Beef, who do you got as your, your X factor for a deeper playoff run? You know, I don't know that this guy necessarily comes out of nowhere, but maybe he does for the way playoff baseball's played and the way his 2021 season went. But I think Yoan Mankata is your X factor for this playoffs. I think Yoan Mankata, he has a huge amount of talent. We all know that. We watch him 
you know, all of us are watching them every day. Well, not the Cubs guys, but the rest of us are watching them every day. And what we're, what we saw this year was kind of this steady, okay performance. It was on base. It was good base running. It was great defense. No power. You know, didn't see the power all year. I feel like with the with the big lights on and all the attention on the White Sox that he's going to put in the next gear. We're going to see that power come alive, and he's going to be the guy that's going to make a real difference because we're not expecting it from him, right? No one – if you ask people, someone, who's the most likely to hit three home runs on the White Sox uh, in this playoffs, he's going to get picked seventh or eighth or something like that. I expect the power to show up, and I expect him to uh, be a huge difference because we didn't have that power during the regular season. An extra gear, if you will. I like it. I like it. I think the White Sox got a couple guys that when the big lights are on, and we saw that in the uh, Field of Dreams game, <laughs> TA, they kind of step up a little bit, like the spotlight and uh, everything going on them. Aloha, Mr. Han, who do you got as your, your big X factor here? You're well, first I was going to say uh, Mankata because not for all the reasons Beef gave, which are true, but for the simple fact that he loves his bling and this is a chance for him to get more. But mm-hmm. I'm actually going to go with Eloy because Eloy missed out on the opportunity really to play in the playoffs last year. And I think this is just going to be him, like, I want to get out there and show people who I am and what I can really do. You know, with last, you know, with the injury last year, with the injury and in spring training and everything else, I just think he's going to be locked in and ready to go. That's fair. Aldo, who you got, bud? I mentioned earlier, I think it's going to be, because again, I don't see like the, start, the obviously starting pitching is going to be important, but it's going to come down to the bullpens. A guy like Aaron Bummer, and like we know what Hendricks is, Kimbrell, even though despite some of the struggles, I mean, I mean he's one of the best closers of all time. But if Aaron Bummer can just be like that shutdown guy, you know, maybe maybe not as you know dominant as he was in 2019, but if he comes close to that, I mean, Sox Sox must be or Tony Roos especially, he's gonna have like probably one of the easiest jobs of all the managers in the first round. He's gonna have like three like three guys, and then it's not even counting Kopech. As a guy that's like, you know, I can just throw out, the, throw this guy out there, and I know that he's going to get me out of this inning with no runs allowed. So Aaron Bummer, if he can like step up and just be that a third like shutdown reliever for the Sox, I think Sox is uh, looking pretty good against the Heat. And now, correct me if I'm wrong, 108 crew. I forgot which one of you three mentioned it, but didn't Aaron Bummer finish the season with a negative average launch angle? Like it was something crazy. It was. Yeah, know, he did. I don't know if that. I don't know if that was either. I, it was not either my sock summer ride. Maybe it was Treasy. Just but take yeah, credit he, for it. He, he did. It wasn't yeah. me. <laughs> the end of the year with a negative launch angle. That is absolutely correct. Yeah. See, I read stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, I read. I read. See the shoe. It Ooh. says Adidas. We did have right. pictures, but I read it. <laughs> yep. Uh, hey, Yumper, what about you, Yumper? You can suck up. Suck. <laughs> I know, and I already said the joke, <laughs> so late. <laughs> Does it need words if it has bright pictures? Charlie Day has made a living and it survived his entire life without being able to read. So, right? Hey. I mean, hey, so I, are you going to me, Zoe? We are now, bud. All right. Yeah, so, took it to <laughs> I don't want to go too far deep in the playoffs, like deep playoff run. We got to get through this first series first. And the guy that I think we're going to need to have the, be the X factor here is Lance Lynn. Like, if hmm. he's going to go two games, <laughs> we need that motherfucker to have a good game. That's a bingo. This first loan out. Yeah. So, like, that would be the thing that I would do for uh, on the pitching side, and then I'll, I'll hold my other answer in case somebody else has it so I don't want to fuck them up. <laughs> Fitz, what do you got, bud? 
I'm so glad you saved B. Arthur and then froze on the screen. That was perfect. Um, oh, wait, no. Uh, for me? I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, it's Indigestion. All right. <laughs> My X Factor is the guy that's about to become a household name in the postseason, and that's Luis Robert, period. This is time. It's time. It's yeah. a, this is his moment. I know Tim Anderson is going to shine under the spotlight 100%. I know it's going to happen, but I'm taught Luis Robert is about to become another name like Fernando Tatis. It's going to be that he's going to be the guy that everyone's begging to be their spokesperson. He, he's about to become that electric. Now, I think Eloy can do it too. I it's potential. There's a potential that there will be two X factors, and it could be Eloy and Luis Robert that that take the spotlight because they are younger, more juiced up kind of guys in the sense that like the big moment really draws well not that juice uh just orange juice or pizza dominoes juice whatever but um mm-hmm. they, they're gonna draw that that for that energy and i think that younger guys really do like mean, we're seeing this with a lot of these younger guys in the game whether it's it's you know guero who's been fantastic for his team when they needed the most down the stretch and you're gonna see these guys take the moment and i think that you're gonna see i think luis robert's going to take the spotlight and i think that eloy might if, if both of those guys take the spotlight shit it's over done we're done. Nope. We're done here. This this is this is a non-discussion. It's a, it's a non sequitur. The White Sox are going to roll through this, and that's the thing is, I just think that. But of all of them, I think this is going to be a Luis Robert moment. I just, I, I in my gut, it tells me that the guy that plays that way and that builds and and has that it factor more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. I, I think that he has the most it factor on anybody on that team. It's it's going to. I think that this is the this is his time. And speaking of these guys playing up with the crowds, there was no crowds last year. Like these guys, you know, this is going to be a, a lot of these young guys' first experience with that crazy fucking energy. Everyone on this call and everyone listening, you've been to a game where you could feel that energy from the crowd. And this is going to be these guys' first experience. So, yeah, I'm really interested to see that. Josh, who do you got? Well, I, I, I'm going to touch on a little bit of everyone's. You know, Mr. Aloha going with Aloy Jimenez. I think he's the most important player for the White Sox. And the reason is that I think out of all of his plate appearances – he's going to have the most runners on. So he's going to be coming up at a critical time for the White Sox and optimal run scoring opportunities. He's going to have the most RBI opportunities for the White Sox in this postseason. What can he do in those at-bats? If you're looking for a three-run homer, it's probably coming from Aloy Jimenez. Aaron Bummer that Eldo brought up. The critical matchup in this postseason is in a high leverage situation when you got Brantley coming up to bat and you got Alvarez waiting on deck or in the hole uh, or even Kyle Tucker. Aaron Bummer is going to get those opportunities. Can Bummer neutralize Michael Brantley? If he can, he probably will go up against Alex Bregman. And this is where keeping the ball on the ground is going to be important. And then facing Jordan Alvarez. If it's, I feel more comfortable when the Astros go two, three, four in that order in the eighth inning, have Aaron Bummer take on that inning than Craig Kimbrell and then saving Kimbrell for later or try to use Kimbrell earlier, maybe in the seventh inning. But if I'm Tony LaRussa and I'm planning on matchups in this postseason, I need Bummer to face Brantley late in the game. Uh, my Sox summer picking Lance Lynn, that's a great option as well, especially if he's going to try to get this monkey off his back. That's the Houston Astros. And then, you know, K-Fid's mentioning Luis Robert, and I agree with him that I think if there's anyone in this postseason that could have a Randy Arosa Reina type of run, it's Luis Robert. 
For me, I think what the one player in the White Sox that can be a deciding factor is the guy that's got the most postseason experience, and that's Yasmani Grandal. And the way that Grandal has been hitting since coming off the injury list, complete surprise. The walking, no, that's not a surprise. Him being an unstoppable offensive force was a bit of a surprise, especially with the homers and the slash line is incredible. But behind the plate, he has been criticized over the years for not blocking all the pitches. And those have really hurt Grandal in, in critical moments, allowing runners to score from third on a wild pitch because he can't block a pitch in the dirt or allowing guys to get to second base. So there's a little bit of pressure on Grandal himself. But Grandal also has to work with Lance Lynn to get this monkey off his back. That's the Houston Astros. Work with Lucas Giolito and see if Giolito can capture the magic that he had in Oakland last postseason and get Dylan Cease ready for game three for the blackout, which will be a sellout crowd, the most intense game that the young Dylan Cease has ever pitched in before. So for Grandal, can you still provide that type of offense on top of playing better defensively and get these pitchers ready to go against the Houston Astros? It's asking a lot on one player, but if there's any player to put this type of pressure on, it is Yasmani Grandal, who's been through this, and I know that the Houston Astros cost him a World Series ring in 2017, so there's some personal vengeance going on for Grandal in this series against Houston. Uh, but, man, if he continues to hit like he has, and if he can help Lance Lynn get that monkey off his back against the Astros in Game 1, it'll go a long way for the White Sox in this series. No, it's... Totally agree. Go on, Beef. Father Zoe, may I throw a statistical log on the fire here? Uh, we were we were talking about uh, Team Ball go far and, and all that stuff. You mm -hmm. know, the two guys on the white side and how the Astros they throw a lot of ground balls, right? They're gonna they're trying to force you to ground balls. The two regulars on the White Sox with the lowest ground ball rates in 2021 are Luis Robert and Yasmani Grandal. So if you're looking for two guys to be lifting some home runs in this series, those are probably your guys. Those are the guys that don't pound the ball into the ground. So I, I love both those picks. I need a Grandal bat drop game one. Like, I need air to breathe. I just need it. I just need damn it. Damn right. You're damn now, right. Didn't, didn't Grandal also, earlier in the season when he was when he was taking the walks, wasn't he rolling over a ton, too? So is this, you know, the, the fact he that is. we've gone from rolling over to maybe the best get the ball up in the air guy, that, tells, that just tells me a ton about just what kind of guy he is because he works hard. He fixes. He makes adjustments. So it's and he's seen the colors at his height and power. Right. McCullers had a terrific postseason in World Series against the Los Angeles Dodgers. He's seen McCullers often enough to understand when the sinker is coming, because that was the question in the chat. Right. How do you hit against Lance McCullers? You're not hitting the slider. You're not hitting the curveball. Your only prayer is barreling up one of the two seam fastballs. That's a sinker, according to StatCast, and be able to drive that pitch and it's a combination of being patient enough and understanding and recognizing the sinker coming out of McCullers hand that, all right, I see it. I'm going to swing. Uh, but if you're just in automatic swing mode, thinking that McCullers is going to throw a sinker in the first two pitches, that's not the case. Cause McCullers is not afraid to throw like 20 straight curveballs in, in, in an inning. Uh, so it, that's it's a weird combination, but that's the one pitch to zero in on for all White Sox hitters game one 
is going to be the sinker. And I think Grandal has the best batter's eye in the White Sox lineup. And if you're counting on anyone to capitalize on that pitch, Grandal is a good bet. No, I, I'm with you all the way there. And I definitely agree that it's you got to jump on the fastball or sinker, whatever StatCast wants to call it. Uh, my guy, and I appreciate you guys leaving him for me, is I'm Tim Anderson. I mean, we've mentioned it a couple times, but to me, you got to look no farther back than the, the Field of Dreams game. T.A. showed up for that game, and that TA, that was T.A. in his environment. He knew the entire baseball world. Eyes were on him. They had all the pregame stuff, everything going on. Uh, oh, there's the ticket stub. But, uh, and then f- for him to hit the walk-off with the cinematic, you know, the people are calling it jazz hands with the game over hands that he was doing with the fireworks in the back. He lives for moments like this. He steps up for moments like this. Big time players make big time plays in big time situations. Uh, I don't want to say he's the straw that serves the drink because that's Adam Eaton and that guy fucking sucks. So we're going to go with Tim Anderson, but <laughs> I'm going to go. I think TA's the guy and then kind of staying in those, in that area. There's, you know, we, we talked about the guy that needs to be the X factor, but, uh, and you already said this could be the Luis Robert, you know, I don't, like puts his name on the baseball map, but there always seems to be that that guy that's not as well known that makes the big play in the playoffs. And uh, I mean, I'm there's not too many guys you can pick out of here for the White Sox, but you can include bullpen, bullpen arms as well. I, I'm pretty sure I know the the favorable answer here, but uh, we'll start with you, Beef. Who do you got? as maybe not an everyday starter that you could see being a big factor in these playoffs. Yeah. Uh, so uh, reciting uh, White Sox who don't hit the ball on the ground. I, I did a blog to try to see who it was. I mentioned uh, the regulars that don't hit the ball on the ground, but there's two bench players that also almost never hit the ball on the ground. And those two guys are Zach Collins and Brian Goodwin. So it wouldn't surprise me if you got a Zach Collins at bat at some point in a game, where he lifted one out of the ballpark because for some reason he just doesn't hit the ball on the ground as much as we all think he does. Yeah, no, Josh is looking at We said unlikely, Josh, someone who's <laughs> unlikely. We've got to pick a bench player here, all right? The reason why yes. his ground ball rate is so low because he doesn't the put the bat on the ball. Yeah, it's like strikeouts, for sure. I love how instantly Damn. fired up you got, Josh. I love the. I love how I can't talk That's, about it. I've been hashtag done with Zach Collins for more than half the season, so I can't talk That's, about it. Exactly, a couple more beers in Josh. That's exactly why he's an unlikely person. Can we get a timeout real quick? Because mm-hmm. we're having the drunk uncles of, of of White Sox Twitter with us, and we have obviously the man of questionable character as well. So you're not drinking Jack Daniels, I know that. What, are we, what is everybody drinking tonight? Although I see that Brizzo cup too. Yeah, you know, that is like a big It's water <laughs> with a W. That's why you have the W on there. It means water. water. The W on that, that Rizzo, Brizzo cup means. What are you guys drinking? I just finished a uh, Goose Island. It's called a Hazy Dog. Um, it's, a, it's an 8% beer that they release in Chicago. Um, it's a limited release. It's a double dry hop, double IPA. It's, it's a monster. It's fucking delicious. Uh, I am drinking a Flamango right now, which is a mango infused tropical IBA. Also from our good friends at Goose Island. And I have, if I get there, I have a Gator Rider, which is a Pina Colada Hazy Milkshake IPA from Goose Island. 
that I also will be drinking. And then if it gets real crazy, and then I got the three one two shandy in there and a couple of fucking hard seltzers. Just in if case. I ever if we don't get brand, the hard seltzers, we failed yeah. you. If I ever create a brand of anything, you are my first pitch man, my size. Holy shit. Was that a goose island? And I've noticed this whole show, you've been doing the product pl- placement in the fucking screen, too. So, Jesus Christ. Listen, I wouldn't buy a know, car. I don't even need a new car. And I would buy a new car from your ads. And I'm not even going to talk to you. I didn't even get the discount. I didn't even get the discount. Them guys are off 150 night. Orland Mazda. They're fucking awesome. <laughs> I play um, regular price, but I would go there. Honestly, though, like, the, Zoe, the, the, the question, not the question, the, the reason that you get these many plugs is you make sure the shit shows up at my door, and then I just drink it. And I throw it right up on that fucking podcast. I'm, like, fair. very thankful to the good That's so, Goose Island. Six get, in the morning, right, Beef Loaf? You guys are, yeah, you guys are streaming live yeah, at 6 a.m. My yeah. Sock Summer's not going to sleep. He's just going to be like, <laughs> we're going to get to the Carson Fulmer edition of My Sock Summer. <laughs> And it looks like he's going to be passed out. The kids, and the the kids are going to wake him up at five in the morning. And he's like, oh, damn, I got another podcast to do. I do forget. You, you, have, hung you, guys have, before, Josh? you guys have children. So, like, for me, at 6 a.m., I drive to school at 6 a.m. Literally, it's grunting and fucking around with the, this, listening to uh, usually the, the lithium channel on Sirius. You guys are going to actually have to talk. At six in the morning. That's I applaud you. That's you're you're also cleaning off a pizza from your shoe from your postmates three a.m. call. It could be the second pizza that comes out after that. It could be well, it could be something on my shoe. But Mr. Ham, what are you drinking? I I'm, I already know the answer, but go ahead and uh-huh. tell the people. Yeah, and for those of you listening <laughs> on Thursday, that is a enormous bottle of Jack Daniels. It's, it is not is only it, it is a Sinatra Select. The Sinatra yeah. Select. There's no yeah. way it's regular Jack Daniels. It's the Sinatra Select for sure. Because he's going to be with me here in Vegas. Speaking of Sinatra this weekend, so that's that a special correct. Sinatra connection. We're going to actually go maybe even drink where Sinatra used to drink. I'm going to need you guys to vlog some of that wow. shit because you two together in Vegas would be something I would watch. That is, yeah, you two together and in the, Vegas. My do like favorite a vlog. next to Cleopatra's Barge and Caesar's. And my favorite place next to Cleopatra's Barge in Vegas serves Sinatra Select. Yes, they do. And you can then crawl up on there like Beavis and Butthead and have your day and then go grab a stogie. Exactly. What, are gonna, what are we going to do with Wally's balls, though? Like, they're going to be all over Vegas all weekend. I'm very and nervous about that. He's the I, guy with uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Okay, uh, you drinking? Hopefully not Wally's balls. <laughs> <laughs> this would be a great double IPA and or a sour. I'm I'm also yeah. drinking Goose Island, but not. Age I'm not going to give you the whole. I'm not going to give you the whole commercial like my sock summer. I just I, just, I have a tiny fridge on my desk, so I'm I'm hype man I'm drinking sock sale right now. But yes, uh, sticking to, stick to the brand, baby. I did see That's that new white sock. The, uh, the the alternate uniform, the the old uni uh, can as well. That looks pretty cool. From uh, that's Goose Island too, right? Yes, yes, which is very very limited. So you want to make sure you get your ass out there and buy that immediately because I, we already talked to our guy and the guy was like, oh, ah, I can. He's like, I can maybe get you a twelve pack. So if I can't get it, it's gonna be hard. So get your ass out there and buy some motherfucking Goose Island retro cans. All right, do that. I do need to point out that Scott Miller chose violence. 
He's yeah, this is the second, second or third Astros in four we've gotten. Congratulations uh, on the marriage, though. Congratulations on the new, you know, the nuptials and whatnot with the picture apparently you're new with. Josh, I hope you're drinking something strong, bud. What do you got down there? <laughs> Gatorade Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Pepper. Uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Pepper. Liam Hendrick. That's, that's pretty much my Damn bloodstream. Gosh. Uh, this week, just <laughs> out of work. Uh, the I, I'm glad everyone is playing along with the over unders on Dr Pepper. Uh, yes, it's four a day, and oh. my poor heart on Saturday is going to be like, no, we're not drinking any more caffeine. Uh, you're just going to have to sleep for ten hours. So that's yes, kind of where I'm at at the moment. I keep the diet Dr Peppers on Uh-oh. deck. Right now, I am drinking my non-sponsor who should be sponsoring me not a the delicious bush light not a sponsor no free ads but yeah i'm drinking bush light you drinking something called flamingo the flamingo f- oh. drinking don flamenco he's drinking uh, yes. a hairpiece uh, ipa it's a rose it's a rose infused double dry hopped ipa the don flamenco yeah it comes from the left right, right left right left right left right left right left Boom. right left right until you're knocked out uppercut oh, yep I- Totally missed that reference until the end. All right, I got you. All right, back to the baseball. Oh, I'm I'm drinking a Tom at Duck, by the way. If you're wondering, so I'm and, just glad it's not a half a bottle of scotch or something like you. Oh no, that's right here in the disposal. Oh, okay, there it is. I was worried for a second. Or, or, or is it here in the? I don't know which one. No, but, it's, yeah. So Usually speaking of scotch, scotch uh, so Rob Hart, who is a great White Sox historian was going through newspaper ads for XYZ reason. Uh, back in 1983, the last time that Tony La Russa managed a White Sox postseason game, and Johnny Walker had a full-page ad in the Chicago Tribune for a 1.75 liter of Johnny oh Walker God. Red. And if any of you have that, that's got to be a collector's item because I've never seen a 1.75 five liter handle uh, bottle of Johnny Walker at all. And uh, it really provides a new definition of a blackout game. If you do have a 1.75 liter handle of Johnny Walker red. Or, or as beef calls it Thursday night uh, <laughs> at the world. I can't drink the Johnny Walker, man. That shit rips through my esophagus like a hot knife through butter. I don't it's know got, what it is. Drink this. It's a murder. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are silly with that shit. I just tried to Google Tony Larusa Johnny Walker ad and nothing came up, so that's definitely a gem. Did, did, so you, Josh. did, did you Google uh never mind. Ah, forget it. Is it have to have a handle? <laughs> yeah, I I'll I'll find it for you guys. Because yeah. they have one point seven five liters of Johnny Walker red at Costco. Of course, um, Costco would. Yeah, out of all do. the places I can, on I can planet pick you Earth, up one when I go there to get my pizza. Uh, if you're you buying, should. if you're buying, if you're not buying their the Costco vodka for twenty dollars, the nineteen ninety nine vodka at Costco, you're you're missing out. That's the uh, that goes along. That that's basically what is it? Grey Goose? It's Grey Goose? It's Grey Goose? It is. It but for twenty bucks, and that's trouble because that bottle is like fucking huge. Here, I do have a trace. I'm going to tag you, Father Zoe. Yes, I would tweet. like to see this. I would definitely like to see this. Cause <laughs> it's a great find. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, the, Johnny, the only Johnny Walker I drink, I have one uncle that uh, he drinks 
the Johnny Walker, whatever color is the best color. And he gets it every year on Christmas. And if he likes you that year, you get to have a drink with him. So it's like a very big deal if he calls you over to have a, a he calls it a sip of tea of wow. his Johnny Walker, Johnny Blue. Walker Blue. That's impressive. I'm two years running. Dude, I got like 80 cousins on the South Side alone. And yeah, I, uh, I'm in. Yes, the Zawaski family is plenty on the South Side. So you're but, going for the three-peat this year? Yes, you're going for the big time. And I think I got it. We we have beers on Sunday, and he likes to tell me how much Nagy sucks, and I listen to the whole speech. So I think I'm in again this year. I think I'm hey, in. I have, I, have a qu- I have a question for you guys. This is this is. Uh, I mean, Aldo, I mean, you can answer this too. I mean, you and I would basically probably be like, I have no idea. That's why I'm asking you guys as as socks, as as our delicious socks um, experts here. Who's going to be the Brian Doyle of the postseason <laughs> for the White Sox? Who's going to be the guy that nobody knows that rolls out and hits 438? I delivers. Don't think, can I, stop like, you for a second, I think I'm the only one who knows who Brian Doyle is. That's why I'm throwing it out there. Uh, we got to reach our older demographic that are right now currently listening on the delay with their dial up internet at the retirement community. So we got to do our job. Look, our. Our Monday night audience, the Tampa Bay, love too because they're all seventy. I'm going to be, a, but I'm going to be a total geek now. Wasn't it Brian Doyle and Bucky Dent? Okay. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm just going to throw it out there. I have no fucking clue what you guys are talking about. Brian Doyle, <laughs> I think even my son Summer might get it. World Series. Well, okay. you might as well. Yeah, you might as well elaborate on it now because I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, yeah, Brian Doyle was an obscure, basically journeyman, you know, middle infielder that, yeah, who just Willie basically postseason. Willie Randolph got hurt, right? And he stepped in for Willie Randolph with the game. Now, I was only one years old at that point, but uh, Brian Doyle ran the camp that I went to when I was a kid, and I learned all about Brian Doyle. And Doyle wait, baseball. were we already answering this question? I'm just asking yeah. who is Beef Wolf got Zach Collins. Yeah, and, and then, then we stopped. No, Aldo. Then we stopped. No, no. God damn it. No. No. Believe in Zach Collins. Where did this guy – who are your picks to be like the – What? Okay, yeah, so if started. it's for America, who may not know who these guys are outside of Chicago, I'll, I would say Lurie Garcia, yes. who's going to be batting in the lower third of the lineup. He's been hitting a lot better as of late. Uh, people are going to be surprised to know that Lurie Garcia is the longest tenured White Sox player on the roster, not Jose Abreu. And that's mm-hmm. going to bring up a lot of questions of, oh my gosh, when did Lurie Garcia join the White Sox? Oh, did you totally forget about this Alex Rios, the Texas Rangers deal? <laughs> oh man, did you remember Alex Rios was the Texas Rangers? It's it's that type of rabbit hole you go on baseball reference. But, but I mentioned Lurie Garcia because he's been playing a lot better uh, in the past month for the White Sox. He is a switch hitter, uh, and I, I'm expecting him to be in the lineup. And if you're looking for a Brian Doyle, a guy that goes 5 for 12 I will never in this series, Lurie Garcia would be a good pick. And then you'll have a bunch of people across the country asking, who the heck is Lurie Garcia? By the way, just so I can clarify, Brian Doyle ran the camp. Uh, so you guys will appreciate this. Uh, it's where uh, a certain member of uh, the former former member of the Chicago Cubs who uh, had a special relationship with Ryan Sandberg's wife that led to them being traded uh, also was an instructor. So that's where is Brian Doyle. Is he a manager or is he a steroid guy? 
he's a manager currently in DC. <clears throat> <laughs> Mm. Uh, before we move on, I'm going to pause for a second. Shout out to the Chicago Sky for making it to the WNBA Finals. Nice. That's pretty fucking dope. Uh, Chicago Sports. Playing? I think we're coming around. Chicago Sports are coming around, baby. We got good things popping here. What do so they play? Love to see it. The Connecticut Sun. Yep. Sky versus Sun. Hey, yeah, why are the Mercury, why, wait, why are the Aces still alive? Oh, it's still the semifinals. So it's yeah, not yeah. the finals. Yeah. No, they made it to the finals. Oh, they're in the finals, so they're playing either the Aces or the Mercury. Yeah. Because okay, God, I was just making sure the Vegas team wasn't totally eliminated. I'm like, wait, where, where was that? Mm-hmm. What do you got, Aldo? I, know, I was gonna say, does that scare you? Because like, there's always an imbalance in Chicago sports. Obviously, the Cubs go down. Sox are up now. Bulls, they were bad for a lot of years. Now you know they're on the come up, or hopefully. No, Obviously, time. the Sox are up in the sky going to the finals. Justin Fields just named a starter. Something always yeah, good happens, yeah. and then something so, bad happens. So, and, and Frank Trendell is on the roster. Frank Trendell, rookie of the Ooh. month again. No, he was, wasn't oh he player God. of the month? Or rookie oh of the month? Rookie of the month. Oh, God, dang it. Let's not, get, the, let's not get uh, beef with all riled up. All, all the bad stuff's going to happen to the Chicago Fire. So that's, that's where it's all at. <laughs> there you go. Shout out okay. to the Fire for jumping on I that. I feel story. really bad for the Chicago Sting fans. They're going to really have a bad. <laughs> Sting you know, sucks. A couple decades. I, I looked at the Bears schedule. I could see the Bears losing the next six games, despite oh. Justin Fields as the quarterback. <laughs> Can I, can I uh, so there, there's the there's the team that's gonna take one right, for the yeah. city of Chicago. Hey, I had don't, don't I win was, that Halloween game, no problem. Right, uh, Josh? We'll I, see. I, I had <laughs> we'll a see. ticket for this weekend's game and then I lost it. And this weekend, I'm like, uh, I'm not gonna really pay like the the prices for this Bears weekend here in Vegas. It's sitting usually like even nosebleeds are sitting at like two fifty three hundred bucks right now, like which is great. Before the vaccination stuff, it was actually like at what like a thousand per ticket. Uh, I, I got a ticket, and so I'm. I was not willing to pay this price. I wouldn't have paid a hundred bucks to go see Andy Dalton. So we get. I'll go pay. I'll pay to see Justin Fields. I'm good with that. I'm even if he sucks. I'm like I'm cool at the anticipation alone, which should not be how White Sox fans feel when you're in the postseason. You go. This is not a. This is not a wave and hello. We've just experienced this. This is a. Now it's time to do some fucking work. Mr. Goose Island, who do you got as your uh, non-starter making an impact? The unexpected guy to stand up. I love that, that you just referred to your notes. Um, you totally got this ready to go. You're going to fucking it. nail it. I want everyone to see what's on there. And that bastard Josh Nelson took mine, and it's Lure Garcia. <laughs> like, I was like, that, this is the guy. And the thing is, is because he before you hates him. Everyone, like, he has an undeserved amount of hate. For how much okay, I gotta stop you there done. because this is a whole beef loaf thing. Okay, Uh-oh. oh, it's Garcia forced the White Sox to get Cesar Hernandez because Lurie Garcia was having a terrible time at second base, a terrible time. So he got the right amount of criticism. Hang on, what happened when you turn the, play, you turn the page over? What happened? What happened next? <laughs> Yeah, I, you know what? That's a great question, Lurie. Uh, it would have been great to know if you were to turn this around uh, so we didn't have to give up. Who did they give up again? No, I'm kidding. We don't talk, about, we don't talk about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would have been, yeah, it would have been helpful. You know what? I, Josh is stepping on me a lot. You know what, Josh? Fuck you and fuck you out. I'm playing this under protest because I thought we were picking someone. Oh, here we go. Playing under protest. Bitch, bitch, bitch. Here's going to start this series. 
I thought we were supposed to pick someone unexpected. Like, not a guy who plays every day. But no one expects expects him to do anything because he sucks. Because everyone's like, he sucks. He sucks. If you go to someone in Seattle and you give them the White Sox roster and ask him to fill out the lineup, they'll they'll get stuck after the first six guys. How many people in Seattle are watching this right now? That's what I want to know. I see. That's why I'm playing it on the Shout out to our Seattle viewers. According to the analytics (laughs) feed, though, we we got got one in Vancouver. Keep rolling. I I got a real answer. Let's see what everyone else has. Oh, okay. All right. What is your real answer, (laughs) Mr. Beanflow? I gave it already. Is that Collins? Oh, my freaking God. If Zach Collins plays a single inning in this game, it has been a disaster. Disastrous postseason. That would be unexpected. Yes, Monty Grandal blew his freaking knee running down first base. He is falling in between the base paths. He is dying in the base paths. I expect Larry Garcia to get 16 plate appearances or whatever. I expect Zach Collins to get none or one. Yeah, so why would you pick him? Why would you pick him to be your guy, to be the unexpected Brian Doyle? Because I don't expect him to do anything. That's why. Then you don't pick him because he's not going to hit. The question is, who's going to be the guy that nobody knows in the country in the White Sox lineup? We are in a time is a flat circle moment right now. I'm going to text Kim to get you a bottle of Prosecco. You need one. All right? We need you to relax a little bit. You're too amped up on your caffeine-free diet, Dr. Pepper. Because he's freaking taking Zach Collins. No. If there's one player that spells doom that bats in this postseason, uh, well, maybe this series at least, it's Zach Collins. What would be where Zach Collins for whatever reason, gets like multiple at-bats in a game, or you see Dallas Keuchel out there pitching? Ooh, that's a good one. What's worse? Uh, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> All of you little shitster. Oh, that's a good one. I would say Collins is worse. Well, Collins can walk. That's the, that's right, the benefit. That's what you're hoping for. Right, but generally, Collins, if you really do see him out there, you know, to what you were saying earlier, Josh, that might not be very positive news. Something wrong happened with Grandal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's something is wrong with the Brayu that Grandal has to play first. Yes. And uh, Keiko. Yeah. And, and the thing with Keiko, Keiko's your map up guy. So mm-hmm. if you see Keiko in there, you know, he's just in there to eat innings or something like that. That's all that he's there for. He actually serves a purpose, a crappy purpose. But a purpose nonetheless. Well, Stevie's even on the roster. But Beef, I, yeah. I'm sorry, man. I don't mean to jump on you. You bring up like Zach this. Collins. Like You're this. one of the few to Zach Collins defenders in the world. Josh, I love you, baby. You know that. Look at his, look at his, look at his stats for the, the last half of like the last like, month of the season. Is Zach Collins really that bad? If you look at his numbers, like from oh my years. god, do not <laughs> sell yourself on this bullshit. No, 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 no. I'm not. Hey, I'm not. Hand. Wait, did you see Justin Turner hit a piss missile? Yes, I you know, did. So let me pose this question for the White Sox folks. You know, Brian Goodwin, you, you mentioned Goodwin beef loaf, and he doesn't yep. hit the ball on the ground. He's been kind of cold, but we've seen him go on a cold spell. And even myself thinking, yeah, Goodwin's going to get DFA, get sent back to Charlotte because he's back to hit 200 again. And then snaps out of it, and he's hitting bombs into the bleachers. He's hitting walk-off home runs. Maybe Brian Goodwin is that guy. I don't know. What yeah. do you think about that? Yeah, I think he very well could be. I mean, it just depends on the the playing time allocation, right? It, from what I saw, I, I thought I saw someone tweet out, uh, maybe it was one of the beat reporters saying that 
Uh, the Astros announced they did a full announcement of like what the lineup was going to be, mm-hmm. and they're probably just guessing. They don't know, but they had Lurie Garcia in right field and hitting eighth or whatever the fuck. Now, if that spot ends up going to Goodwin, you end up seeing a little Brian Al- uh, Brian Goodwin allocation of time. I could totally see it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Brian Goodwin did tweet out, "Does anyone know a good barber here in Houston?" So he's down there with the squad. I don't know if you want to read between the lines on what that means, but. Some people are taking it as he's on the playoff roster for sure. I wouldn't mind. I'm going to take the easy name here because I don't know why no one said Gavin Sheets yet, but it's going to be Gavin Sheets because – Saving it for you, Zo. Yep. Saving it for you. Yeah, Zo, come on. I appreciate I, that. I have one that no one Respect. What's that, Mr. Han? And he will not pitch, and he will not bat. Billy Hamilton. Because okay. he's going to come in in a key situation pinch as a run. pinch runner, yeah. steal second, you know, move over to third on a That's sack. That's a good one. That's a good one. And then create habit. Create habit. Create habit. I haven't muted a microphone yet, and if you would have said Tony LaRue's, I was going to mute him so fucking fast. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, you should you see how fast he fucking spit out of the oh dugout. Oh, my goodness gracious. I had the, the trigger figure was ready on that one. Holy <laughs> shit. By the way, this is a total ADHD moment. Did you, anybody else read that like that whole, dis- well, that whole discussion about uh, Tony LaRue and how he felt? Um, about the time that was it Pujols got hit diving into a pitch because he was obviously Pujols had the same kind of swing where you just it's the, the upper inner half is just it's it's a question mark um, and he was talking about how he was pissed off and he ran you know, Larusa hates dudes that throw up and in against his guys so uh, there was a Pujols I, I, I don't know who shared it it was a great thing on Twitter today I, mean, I read like the, the excerpt from whatever the story was and it was like I read you know it was talking about LaRusse is like, I, I hate it. I don't like, I, if you can't throw inside, don't throw inside. And I, I actually disagreed with him on that, but if you don't, if you can't defend yourself, don't dive over the plate either. But um, it's not either or. I just thought that was really interesting to see that. Again, yeah, we'll tweet it out. I, I know I saw the tweet too. It's an excerpt. It's like an excerpt from his book or something like that. Uh, it was one of the beat writers that tweeted out. We'll find it out and we'll tweet it out from yeah. at Pinwheels Ivy Pod. But but Tony ain't gonna fuck around. Man, he runs out. He'll get. He'll come get you. He'll he'll grab you by the ear, drag you to the dugout like the grounded. But uh, as they mentioned in the comments, though, Mister Han, I think that was a great point. Billy Hamilton would be like the Dave Roberts on his team. I think that's more of a yeah. You need a guy like that, and I think he, Billy's a great guy for that. Uh, it's no secret that he's very well liked in the locker room. He's always kind of a rah-rah guy on that bench there too. So love having him on the bench, love having him in that situation. Um, you know, who loves thing- him both. Oh God. <laughs> yes. Brew Hanluke is the officially is the president of the Billy Hamilton fan club, the Hamilton yes. homies. Uh, or the, the Gumas. This specific topic has gone completely off the fucking rails. Did I miss anybody? Anybody got another guy that they want to throw out there? Aldo? Hey, one more vote for Zach Collins? <laughs> I knew he was going to do it. I knew he was going to do it. I put in a fucking T for him. I, I, I can't wait to see it. I can't so wait to see honest. Josh's first tweet when Zach Collins Josh's is, like head on, is about on to Dexter. explode. So I'm going to be honest with you. With this Why segment, should he even I, 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 and he didn't move? Come out. Father Zoe, I thought it was going to come out in this segment. Andrew Vaughn, I thought was the name that was going to come out. Because I know so Father Zoe. Not against the left. I mean, not against the righty. schooling me before the season about how great Andrew Vaughn was going to be. And I'm right, a dummy for thinking, uh, you know, the guy might not be able to hit that much or whatever. Well, and he was you. schooling the shit out of me. He's like, this guy's 
generational hitter and all this shit. So I thought you know, it you know? yeah, right, right to the source. We'll go right to the source because I was schooling you because Fizz was schooling me. Because <laughs> Fizz is the one that broke down his swing before he even got drafted by the White Sox. He was still at uh, Cal, and Fizz was like, Zoe, you got to look at this kid, Andrew Vaughn, swing, dude. Quit with the finger. And I went from like bringing it on to like, yeah. uh, but Fitz has been bringing down the string since he was in college. Um, Vaughn, obviously, he had the inflammation in his back, which I won't get into. It takes some IB fucking profin. But uh, hopefully. Yeah, you say that and then you're like, you, you stayed home Monday. Zoe with his 20 back surgeries over there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, take some damn IB profin. And that's the ESBG on the guys with the back soreness, huh? Uh-huh. We don't want to like let it escalate. I'm going to say this right now, though. I've been on the Vaughn train forever. And yes, he is still also how old? And he's just not ready to hit righties yet. That's fine. But guess what? You throw Vaughn against a hitter. What are what are his numbers against lefties? Well, Vaughn and then, is basically going through going through the minor leagues in the majors. Yep. Name how many hitters do you know that do that? I mean, One, that was seven. my whole argument, and you still told me the guy was going to be great. So that's uh, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm just asking. Okay. That was my whole argument. Like, single A, oh, still going to be good. Okay. All right, all right, I'm if you can right. if you can bet the over under on home runs in this series now. Um, Beef Nightingale just did it again. Yep. Um, so we're gonna go <laughs> right. Everyone's gonna have a three home run game. That two homers as the over for That's Andrew Vaughn in yep. the ALDS. Yeah, I'm gonna game too. He's only gonna play one game. He only got one lefty starter, so he'll be a pinch hitter late, except for one ball game, probably. Right. So get those uh, Andrew Vaughn. Yeah, be a game two. Uh, playoff MVP bets in now. It's official. Yep. Locked in. He's got the beef love, but might even I think win be fine. Uh, I think they. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I definitely think that they work a, a Vaughn Sheets matchup thing at DH uh, if Vaughn's good to go. I don't know. I would imagine he would be. I mean, He's by the way, I have left You're so mean towards Andrew. I just, hold on, hold on. One at a time. One at a time, Fitz. He's just mean towards Andy. My buddy Andy. <laughs> what like you got, him. Josh, like about the lefties? Does Houston have any lefty relievers? Uh, they have, they have, a, they have um, two. Yeah, I was they gonna say they two. have two. I don't remember their names offhand, but they have two lefty relievers. No one that's uh, that's uh, you would consider like uh, one of their main guys. Just teams at college. Teams, teams at college is showing up in the comments now, and I love every bit of it. Oh man, Josh, let me know what get team a heavy he's bag playing bug. on March thirtieth, two thousand twenty-two. The Chicago Nate, White Sox. You know what? I love. I love Nate. I want to give Nate some love because you know what? Nate you know he awesome. he believe he he believes in the vet. He believes in the old school dude that's just going to show up and just do the job. So then, but the Yumper like Mr. how old so, is it? Allen's twenty six. Yep. Yes, he's not an old school hey, guy. Hey, all right, Zoe already uh, hashtag dunned him. So like, we're actually not supposed to say his name on the show. Like, I can't. Well, say Aldo can't. Right. Zoe can't say. Zoe yeah, we can have a conversation about. I'm with Josh. So I hope he's on another team on, on March 30th. I, I would pick, pick up Alex Collins if you have Chris Carson, <laughs> my friend Zoe. And that still fits on the show because mm-hmm. Collins. And then my friend Zach. So another thing that I want to hear from the collective group here, and you cannot say, oh, my God, that just scared the <laughs> shit out of me. <laughs> you cannot say that. I will not say that you scared the shit out of me. Wait, um, is that not what we're supposed to say? Wait, no. What? The my stock summer with the Andrew Vaughn cutout just came out. Of I want that. Can I have that in the corner of my room? I would like to put that like in the. 
So he's staring that'll, at me while he's sleeping. That'll and give you nightmares. Holy me and my, my lady are having our, those 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 meth eyes, those green eyes. Do you guys like, think that like, players look at greenies. those? Are they ever like, can we please retake this? Or do there's they don't care? Or they don't even see you it? Might like last it. approval. Right? Oh, maybe that that's was the what best he looks like. That's what, although that's a great call. How could that possibly be the best picture of that man? Yeah, our the say that is number one picture we're going to put on the score. Our girlfriend's on our sofa about it, though. That was like our number one picture. He like, might like yeah, it. Like, he looks like swipe, swipe, no, no, no. Oh, hell yeah. That's <laughs> the one I want. Look at that. I look alert. I love trolls. I really <laughs> My I eyes look at the I think drop like a picture. Uh, so what does the group here, and you cannot say score runs, but what do the White Sox really have? How, how do the White Sox win this series? Like what do the White Sox need to execute on besides scoring more runs than the Houston Astros? I'm cutting all you Jagoffs off at least. Win um, more games. <laughs> but what do they need to do? Yeah. Win three give games. Win yes. three give games. God run. dang it, though. You didn't like give That's the full Father, so I, I, I get into this trap uh, yep. often, uh, so I, I feel your pain. Three words: ball in air. The yes. White Sox must hit the ball in the air. If they're hitting a ton of grounders early in Game One and Game Two, that's going to give me an ulcer uh, because that's going to get them in trouble. They got to hit the ball in the air and Frank Medicino, I, I get it, man. You want your guys to hit 300, but the way to hit 300 in the postseason is either hitting line drives or putting the ball in the stands because you're going up against teams that are really good on defense and they got some really good infield speed. I mean, just look around the infield for the Houston Astros, Altuve, Correa, Bregman. You don't want to hit grounders. You want to put the ball in the air and that's i think going to be the key for the white Sox because they have last i checked like easily a top 10 fly ball to home run ratio and at one point it was like 20 percent, which is one out of every five fly balls the white Sox were hitting were going for home runs and that's where they could really capitalize on their power so ball in air that's the key for the white Sox. wise man once told me that if you hit Three baseballs out of ten for a single, you will hit three hundred. That's how you win. I'll take it. Uh, anyone else jump in? Go ahead. No, you have a double play. And you... Yeah, then it's wiped out. <laughs> Kay Fitz hasn't been watching a lot of White Sox baseball. You know how I know this. Well, I have been watching. Oh, the amount of too double plays. Much, like, my dad Call actually. Call on me, though. Call on me. Uh, all right. What do you got, Beast? Wait, what are the ones? <laughs> uh, seat number seven. Seat number seven, you've been called upon. Well, I agree wholeheartedly with Josh's point. Uh, the other thing that I that I would take into consideration, uh, it's sort of clashing styles here. The Astros are a team that make a lot of contact. I think they were first or second in strikeout rate for their hitters. So they, they're going to put the ball in play a lot. And the White Sox defense is weak. It's not, not one of the better defenses, probably bottom third defense. However, the White Sox pitching staff were number one in K-9. So that strikeout machine of the White Sox pitching staff needs to overcome all that contact. If they can reduce it, if they can neutralize it. Like, see, this is why I'm less worried about Tampa in the next round or Boston in the next round. They'll take advantage of striking them out a lot. The Astros are a problem with that. So if they're able to use the strikeout machine, strike these guys out more, not uh, expose the defense, I think they'll have a great shot. By the I way, did you know that in their last 
their last six games, the Houston Astros have actually they're three and zero in their last six games when they hit two or more home runs. So that's a week. Go ahead, Mr. Ham. What do you got there? Oh, the Astros hit. Maximize your pitch. Maximize your pitches and don't walk. Don't get cute when you're up if you're up 0-2 on a hitter by throwing one in the dirt in the outside batter's box. Attack and finish them. Yes, they they are great hitters and they foul a lot of balls off, but that is no reason not to pitch to your not to pitch to your strength because you're afraid of their strength. So I don't want to see them, which is something, which is something that they do a lot, is they live on the outside. You know, a I, lot of their pitching is to the outside half to the hitters. You have to go inside. And for God's sakes, they don't do this as much anymore. No O2 walks. That is one of my biggest pet peeves is they get ahead O2 and they get cute. And then all of a sudden the runner's going down to first base. So yep. let them put the ball in play and to the point about catch the ball. That's critical. Let them put the ball in play and let your fielders do something. Do not give up free walks to these guys because they could hurt you big time if you do. I, did, your head. I, also. I do have to say this. I believe I, read a, I believe I read something today that said that the Houston Astros actually have the best defensive of, of metrics-wise as far as giving up runs or not giving up runs in the postseason. And the White Sox they, well, are at the lower they also end. They have the best defense in MLB this year too, period. Yeah. So you got to be you got you can't give away runs. You cannot give away freebies, whether it's walks because walks are runs or a clank or you know what? And the we call this we in, in, at the high school level we call it the SBC should have been caught, like the 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 fly ball that someone got a bad jump on or somebody didn't take the right drop step to a ball down the right field line when you're a left fielder and you're right handed, or you know you get a guy up you know you get an O2 and you drop a pop foul like you have to play. Excellent defense. Every single boo-boo will really make a huge difference in this. And the uh, the idea, like you, you, you're 100 correct. You have you, you got to pick it better. You cannot give up free runs in the postseason, especially freebies. I mean, in a regular baseball game, but in the postseason, they weigh heavy. And then, of course, the pressure creates. Yeah, more as we're seeing the tonight with the the, the Dodgers Cardinals game. It's uh, tight now, right? Yeah, well, yeah. the first run being on wild pitch offense, which we all know and love. You can't yeah, give yeah. up free runs in the postseason. What do you got there, my Saxon? I, I've known uh, Aloha Mr. Hand, I think, for about six years, and there's not anything he hates more than the two-strike walk. So Ooh. I'm glad he threw that out there because he has only brought that up to me about 17 million times. <laughs> so that's, that's all? A, oh, yeah. Oh, more dude, than Jose nine times? Nine times. So – I, I, I'm going to jump on this, and I think this is what we need. Like, same with what with, 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 with Mr. Han was saying. We have, as batters, need to be patient and not swing away and go nuts. And i got to wait for those mistakes because that's the one thing I wish I could change with some of these White Sox guys in their paid appearances is that we're swinging away on the first pitch. We're swinging away when we probably shouldn't be. Let's just establish a little bit of patience and – Wait for that mistake because that's uh, when we hit those mistakes, we can capitalize on that mistake. And especially in this game one against a really good pitcher, you're you're not going to get much. So just make sure you you wait for a good opportunity. I I understand where you're coming from, my sock summer, mm-hmm. but I I would not convey that message to Tim Anderson, and Luis Robert. It's just not in their 
DNA as hitters. Aloy, yeah. Swinging everything, right? Yeah. Uh, Jose Abreu, yes. These guys need to be more patient because they can be more patient. (laughs) Tim Anderson and Luis Robert are never going to be big walkers. And I think that's part of the threat, right, is I don't want to throw a first-pitch fastball to T.A. or Robert because they're going to take me yard. And that could play a factor feeding into my sock summer, what ends up looking like they're being patient, but it's, it's really about the game plan of my first pitch that I'm going to swing at is going to be a fastball. And I am waiting for that fastball. And if you throw me a first pitch fastball, I'm attacking that. And I think that would be a good game plan for them. You got to know too, some of those guys, and you're talking about that approach too. So yeah, some guys are like out of their shoes, like, Oh, Oh, Sometimes like they're 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 two o, let's let's go, and what you're talking about is correct. Like you need those dudes that are not really worried about. Well, you want someone that's not going to make make them like not worried about making the mistake too. But what Josh just said is 100 percent on point. And, and with Robert, the way that he's been swinging, he just makes it look so damn easy. Like, is there any effort yeah. going into your swing? He's just so strong. But you know, my socks are definitely right for the guys in the lower part of the lineup, like Gavin Sheets, right, who is starting to hit a curveball a little bit better, um, but he's not a great breaking ball hitter. Uh, if they flip a breaking ball in the first pitch, you should probably watch it because you're not very good at hitting them at the moment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my socks are right. I, I would just. I would not pass that message on to T.A. and Luis Robert. Those guys can do what they want. Major, major league hitters will tell you this. When, you know, like your high school coaches and your college coaches or your little league coaches say, don't guess, major league hitters guess. Well, they have to. You don't have enough time, right? Exactly. The, the tunnel no is choice. milliseconds, not no seconds. Choice. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they're, they're, they're playing the same game that we play on MLB The Show when we're trying to like, oh, what's this motherfucker going to throw? I'm going to put it down in the left corner here. And <laughs> yeah. they, they, they know they, they, they're playing the guessing. How can you not against 102 miles an hour? Like, what are you? So my big thing, and obviously what has already been mentioned are huge points to this thing. The other thing, though, that Yasmin Grandel actually addressed uh, in his little interview session, uh, I think it was either Wednesday or Tuesday, White Sox pitchers got to be a little bit more aware about the base runners. Um, Houston doesn't exactly have a lot of speed demons on the team. Uh, I think Straw and Tucker are the only ones in double digits for steals for them. Um, but one of the issues that was brought up to Grandall was, you know, what are you guys going to be doing differently with regards to paying attention to the runners on base? And he talked about it as if it's been a point of emphasis the last couple of days. Um, again, I don't think Houston's the type of team that's going to run you out of the building. But as we mentioned, free runs are magnified in playoff series, and that worries me a little bit. So not I, to blow up your spot, but isn't Miles Straw in Cleveland right now? He is. So I don't think they need that's to worry why I'm about not him. really worried about him that much. <laughs> <laughs> the belly buster. The <laughs> belly buster. There was. There I heard, was. I heard the name and I was like, wait a minute. I, yeah, I, I just I sorted the team stats and yeah, he was their top steals leader before he left for Cleveland. So they don't got to worry about him, which is a good thing. I, I still that's think they cool got Chaz McCormick. They do. Yep. So they got Chaz. British? Are you British? Chaz, well, no, C H A S. He deserves no. the Chaz. He's from the Chaz. Valley, bro. He's from, from the Valley. valley. Yeah, but, 
Uh, my question is, you know a little bit about being in the Valley from their time on the West Coast. Yeah, so, I, I don't know if you guys know, but I used to live out West. Yeah. <laughs> you used to live out West. Like, by the way, so we are two hours shoot, in. They just shoot he finally mentioned the Valley and, and under and stuff. Yeah. Under bets just hit uh, an hour. Eddie and Adams from Torrance, right in the valley. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Do you think Chuck right. is his real name, I, I, or is that abbreviated? Chuck. It's Chuck. He just extended it. Actually, it was Chuck, but then he said, "I want to be called Chuck." On his baseball reference page, usually they say if they'll put the full name, it's Chaz. It's Chaz K. I think I'm McCormick. I like your pronunciation. Literally. Chaz. His parents either hate him or eat oh, trumpets every day. He, uh, <laughs> he's from Westchester, Pennsylvania. So, went to Pennsylvania. I had no uh, idea where that school is. Millersville, Pennsylvania. Is. Yeah. I'm gonna, now I'm yeah. going down the rabbit hole. I'm going yep. down the rabbit hole. Millersville University has produced four major leaguers. Jim Weaver, 67 Ooh. to 68. Jim Todd, yeah. who played six years, uh, who had a .059 batting average in six seasons. Uh, Tim Meza, who pitched four seasons, 14 games. Uh, and then Chaz McCormick. So Chaz McCormick, the greatest major leaguer ever to come out of Millersville University of Pennsylvania. I'm going to continue to think this he's from the Valley do, just so I can say Charles. He still comes from like a really Chaz. small private school. So he still Chaz. kind of – he still could have been called Charles like on campus. They were like, hey, 14 people on campus. What's my name? Charles. Charles. Hey, East Coast fancy. East Coast oh, fancy. And, and then when they go to Boston, it's like Charles. All right. So we're about an hour and a half deep here. Let's get to everybody's fun thing on playoff preview shows and talk Point predictions. Two. Point two. Um, we could start with the Sox Astros, but I am curious as to the general thoughts of the how the rest of the playoffs are going to go. But we'll go around the horn here and start with White Sox Astros. Fids, go ahead, bud. White Sox, hat? I'm, I'm. If it's not the Giants and if it's not the White Sox, it doesn't matter. No, but who do you think is going to win in the White Sox Astros <laughs> series, bud? Well, if I have the White Sox in the World Series, um, <laughs> the math works out that the White Sox should win this series in four games to okay. reach the uh, ALCS, and then they'd have to win that too, and then get to the World Series. Right, we're, we're staying with the first round right now. We'll come back to that stuff. Although, Sox Astros, who you got, bud? Banking on a Dusty Baker implosion, Sox and five. I love the Dusty Baker implosion. <laughs> MSS, who you got? I, I, I want to go with my man Fitz. Same thing, Sox and four, mostly because uh, I get my cousin in for a game because he doesn't get to come to the <laughs> first oh. one. So Farmer oh. Matt can come in for game four. Tell him to bring some. Get more. in there, Farmer Matt. Matt or Matt? Mr. Ham, what do you got, Matt. bud? The T or a I am catching a red eye out of Vegas Sunday night at 11.55 p.m. Just so I could be at the clinching game four on Monday. I forgot about that. You're, you're um, still my number one, Blue. He will still, he will, <laughs> and, and I can guarantee you, everybody that's listening, that he will be drunk on the flight. So we might get a TikTok of uh, Pete 
throwing some sort of temper tantrum in the flight about. <laughs> he's gonna throw it back. Or, no, he's gonna throw it back. Yeah, I just want to see Pete on TikTok. Because I mean, we're, be we're, we're gonna walk out of that Paris game on Sunday, and we have 45 minutes to get to the, like the nearest television, and because the White Sox started what 5:15 on 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 Sunday or oh 7:15. Yeah, your Excuse time. Me. Uh, Vegas time. So we got like 40. We got to, we got we got to, we got to hook, we gotta hook it a little bit fast. We're going to get fast. We're going to, I have some, we're going to get some spots. Fifth, but yeah. Get Mr. Hand doing TikTok dances in Vegas. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to. Holy shit. If that happens, I, I, I'll send you a <laughs> nice bottle 13. of something, Fitz. Holy oh. shit. I just, All right, I, well, I need drunk Wally you? too. I need drunk Wally. Oh, no, you don't need Drunk Walter. You I mean, do not need Drunk Walter. No, you don't. No, no, no one's going to do that with some, like, no Tinder, Thrinder, Grinder, swipe something, swipe, swipe, swipe. So and me and Pete will be, like, hanging out. We'll go to. He'll be using swipes, but it won't be on a fucking We'll be phone. taking bets on whether or not he comes back in 20 minutes. It's actually a <laughs> well, why do you have an Adam's apple? That's delicious. All right, Loaf. What do you got, bud? <laughs> Well, I mean, I bet a thousand dollars this morning on the White Sox series price at plus one ten at pointsbet.com. Father Zoe, feel free to put your promo code in here right now. Pinwheels. Pinwheels. So so I'm gonna go White Sox. Uh, you know, I'll say five games. I think four has been the common denominator here. Well, let's go for a little drama. We'll go we'll go game five. I wanna see what the pitching mix looks like in game five, so we'll go Sox and five. And Josh Uh, drama. This series ends in four. Someone's someone's season is ending Monday, October 11th, and I have the White Sox winning in four. I think the Astros will win Game One, but the White Sox win Game Two, Game Three, and Game Four. Yep, I, Josh, I agree with you 100 percent with pitch matchups. I actually do think Lance Lynn loses Game One, and White Sox Twitter melts down, except for the cooler heads in this. But that's guaranteed. I mean, that's granted. Beef Loaf, I have to ask you, um, if the stocks go up, would you hedge? It's uh, <laughs> a good question. I will not. No, I will not okay. hedge. <laughs> <laughs> well, straight, up, straight up for me, baby. So Beef made me a nice chunk of change with his Oracle predictions of home run hitters about a couple weeks ago. Last night. Um, so when I saw you throw up the points bet, bet for the series, of course I tailed it. I don't, got, I don't have Goose pick. Island money, so I didn't go that big. <laughs> right. But I still threw down a good chunk of change on the series. And you yes. know what? Fuck it. Lance Lynn has been my fucking guy all year. He's my cousin. He's my everything. I love that man. <laughs> White Sox in three. Let's oh. fucking ride. They're going to come oh, out. Wow. Fucking world Joe one. Sheehan. We got great. You want Shock the world. I'm going to definitely bet the under tomorrow, but shock the world on Thursday. And then you and Bears now going for the sweep. So, um, in a 1 1 ball game here in the uh, top of the sixth uh, or bottom of the sixth, uh, a bunt just changed the game with nobody out. Why? It's been 1 1. I am glad you brought that up, Kevin, because in terms of. Oh, actually, it's a swing, but I'm I'm a liar, actually. You guys pretty Uh, much uh, brought up everything and like how the Sox are going to win. But like what you guys mentioned, the defensive side, like don't give away free outs that can lead to free runs. Offensive side, don't bunt. Don't don't give away free outs. Just you trust your offense Although, they're gonna come through. Look, it's just part of the White Sox viewing experience. Someone is going to throw down a bunt in the sixth inning. <laughs> 
Can I? Can it's going to be Lurie my... Garcia. I was going to say it's going to be Lurie yep. Garcia. <laughs> no, it's going to be Billy. It might be Billy Hamilton, too. Why hey. is Billy Hamilton batting in the sixth? I was going to say, I doubt he <laughs> who, the bat. Who died? <laughs> who died? There's a lot of people dying <laughs> in these scenarios. Right. I, I would agree with that. We've already can lost one call. That. Can I lay down the rules for actual necessary bunts for you guys? Can I do that? Quickly. Let's do that. If it's a suicide run to win the game, only if time. It's the seventh inning or beyond. And it's a tie ball game if you're not up or down plenty. That's it. That's it. That was it. That's it. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, if you're not, if you're not, if, if it's a close game, you bunt. If it's not, wait what a minute. Time out. Time out. So this swinging bunt that you just said changed the game. Just put a runner on first with one out. <laughs> it wasn't an actual bunt. Oh, okay. it was a swing. I said swinging Kevin's bunt. Kevin's drunk. No, no. <laughs> and they just took out Wainwright too. I heard myself. I saw, like I said, I saw the the, the ball. Uh, I saw how Arenado fielded it, and I said, "Oh, it must be a bunt." No, it was a swing. You got beat. Talk about bunts, though, and talking about this NL wild card game. Like, at least you guys don't have to deal with the pitchers batting. So that's true. I'm not too worried about it. We have Slugger Dylan Cease coming up to the fucking and Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn had a fucking huge hit in Milwaukee. We got Slugger, son. We got people breaks. We're coming in ready. But (laughs) what about the National League? Now we don't have to go series by series. Just thoughts on the National League? How you think it's going to play out? We'll go reverse order. Josh, start with you. I have an upset. I have the Atlanta Braves beating the Milwaukee Brewers because I am concerned about the Brewers' offense. Uh, if Christian Yelich was able to catch a little bit more fire, then I wouldn't be too concerned. But, you know, Willie Adamas has started. He cooled off. He fell back to earth after his surge. And, and the question that I've got when watching the Brewers is who's going to be the guy with the big hit? And everything that I'm reading out of Milwaukee is Avasil Garcia – and Omar Navias, boy, I have lived through that experience. Yeah, and if that is what you're hoping for, uh, I've got the Atlanta Braves. I, I know how great Milwaukee's pitching is. Uh, but when the Braves offense gets going, I think they could find a way to hit an early home run in one of those games and puts a ton of pressure on the Brewers and that offense uh, and, and I'm worried about the Brewers' offense, so that's one of my upsets. I've got the Braves beating the Brewers. Uh, I like it to go like to the to, to the NLCS. And with the San Francisco Giants, you know, there's there's magic with this team, and I don't think we should just easily discount the type of World Series experience that they've got mm-hmm. all over the diamond. Crawford, uh, Buster Posey, even Chris Bryant, right? Some dude named KB. Um, the Giants magic, I think, is going to carry them to the World Series, and, and they're my pick to win the National League pennant this year. Fair enough. Beef Loaf, National League, what do you like? You know, Tread lightly. I, I, uh, Tread not, lightly. Not, not, to, uh, not to copy off my man Josh here, but I was listening to the Sox Machine podcast when he was giving his prediction. I hadn't thought about the Brewers or Braves at all, but all I had thought is, well, the Brewers won their division running away. The Braves sputtered to the end at all these injuries. They traded for like nine outfielders at the deadline. They don't look like anything. And then, Josh, you laid out that whole scenario, and I thought, I could totally see the Brewers collecting, like, 18 hits total in the entire series because they yeah. don't hit at all. They have such a bad-hitting team. So I'm well, gonna, think I'm about gonna... the, the series in Milwaukee. Who was hitting for the Brewers against the White Sox? Vogelback and Rowdy Telez. Those were the yes. guys that cost the White Sox that series. I mean, yep. if that's who you're counting on, 
Hey, so a lot of trouble, right? I mean, that's so I, I would go. I'll go with Josh there and Braves, and then in the uh, Giants first, whatever the fuck else comes out of this wild card game. I just want the Giants to win. I don't know if they make sense to win, but yeah. I really fucking love how they're doing it. I love how they're doing it with. I like that they didn't rebuild. First off, I like that they said we're not doing a rebuild. Then they patched it together with all these veterans and said we're gonna we're gonna work with you veterans. We're gonna squeeze everything we can out of you. Then they added more coaches and said, you know what, we're gonna dice this up a little bit differently than the other teams are doing. And I listened to Kevin Goldstein's podcast uh, that he does uh, chin music through uh, Fangraphs, and he said there are teams trying to reverse engineer what the Giants are doing because of how much they're getting out of these veterans. So mm-hmm. give me the Giants in that second series for sure. It's that special way, pitching machine, which I'm really interested in how they designed it because the pitching machine can take the VR technology of how a pitcher and the stat cast data throws their pitches, and they can simulate that with yep. this fancy pitching machine that We've they talked have about all of their hitters. Really? Yeah. We've ta- KB has one in his garage. KB has one in his – it's the most incredible pitching machine I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, it's, I, it just it, sounds it, awesome. It, and you can program – like the actual pit, like so, you take a pitcher that like has a tendency to throw like two off speed, off speed, off speed, and fastball. You can program tendencies into this machine. So guys that are hitting in their cage at home, they're looking at like, okay, I'm facing a lefty, and it comes from like it shoots it out left side, and then you get guys that are like, okay, now what would this lefty like? This lefty throws 78, and it all of a sudden drops down like seven, like off speed, like they. This this that I can't remember the company that makes it. It is the most incredible pitching machine I've ever seen. It simulate again the dudes that are actually working in the cage still can't predict because it's based on again what you program in. You get a little flash drive, pop it in, says like fast. Again, you're you you if you're hitting, you don't look at the obviously what, what they're going to throw. So it's it's about growth. But these machines are incredible. Mr. Ham, what do you like in the National League? Well, if you would have asked me this question before the Brewers uh, uh, division championship celebration, I would have said the Brewers. But I think, you know, to Josh's point about the Brewers offense, they relied heavily on that bullpen with Devin Williams. And now that Devin Williams is gone because he did a Carlos, he did a Carlos Quentin and mm-hmm. broke his hand celebrating in the fucking clubhouse. Go figure. Uh, what a rookie. <laughs> I, I, I have I have to go with the Braves in this respect because to me the Brewers bullpen is now short. And I think that's where the Braves are gonna, you know, at an advantageous point take advantage of that. But, Pete, I have a question. Do you think that the Brewers have more talent? Do I think the Brewers have more talent than the Braves? Yeah. Pitching wise, yes. Uh, like offense position players no i don't but again the you know the the Braves aren't exactly a full strength either either cuz acuña's not there acuña's gone for the year but mm-hmm. solaire's filled in quite nicely for him hmm? and i just Wait, think who? jorge solaire you know the former cub aldo do you know that guy uh playoff legend oh yeah. cardinals <laughs> <laughs> Jorge Soler, Jorge Soler is what Cubs like. What I wish, or basically what all Cubs fans wish, that Luis Robert actually is. Yep. Which was like I, Jorge Soler, like Eloy. he hit, hit like shit out of the ball, but just can't really do mm-hmm. much else. 
Either yeah, we're supposed but, to be the evolution of. Right. Go on, Mr. Han. I think the Giants, whoever wins tonight, I think the Giants will handle them because if it's the Cardinals, I think the Giants steamroll them, to be honest with you. If it's the Dodgers, I think the Dodgers do give them a contest, but having having played in this game, I think hurts them a little bit because they've had, you know, Scherzer's already out and they're into their bullpen already. So you got some tired arms going into that series with San Francisco. So I have to go with the Giants over the Braves for the NL pennant. <clears throat> there you go. My Sox summer, big National League guy you are. Who do you got in the National well, League? It's time on the West Coast. He appreciated the Padres. You're on huge. Mute. Was an Angels huge, huge. Giants. I'm a huge NL guy. Now, <laughs> if, if, if the fucking Cardinals cannot win tonight, all right, I'm going to take the Giants to win out. And I'm also, but, but because all you guys are so fucking against the Brewers, I'm sacking <laughs> up and going to take the goddamn Brewers. Yes, now, I, I'm tired of all this naysaying bullshit. You're like, ah, so-and-so hurt his hand. Oh, who gives a fuck? Who's going to get a hit? What does that matter? Like, they were fucking good. They played against the Sox and destroyed our asses when we were up there. So I, I'm going to take the Brewers to go in. And if the Cardinals win tonight, Brewers cards, cards are definitely going to go to the World Series. Oh, because shit. Because T.J. McFarlane needs a pitch in a World Series on the south side of goddamn Chicago. <laughs> and it's going to happen. And it's going to be fun times. So, But if that doesn't happen, we're going to take the Brewers, go against the uh, San Francisco guys. Probably San Fran's going to win because everybody seems to love them. So hey, let's go with those dudes. You you actually brought it back, by the way. What what beer are you on? I'm are you on the Are you on the tropical beer deck? The, yeah, the, I'm, I'm, I'm not, no, no. This you is you uh, gotta tell Zoe when you switch to the other beer, like the beer that he no, was no, like. No, no, this is the this is the Gator Rider, which is the Pina Colada Milkshake IPA. It's a so it's a very delicious hazy IPA. So um, that that rant came from a lazy IPA. A hazy IPA. Well, no, I'm saying lazy IPA, but oh, well, maybe. Mr. But I'm Aldo. just saying. Yeah, let's let's. let's go. We're moving it. We're <laughs> go moving on, now, Mister Aldo. Uh, you know, I was thinking before, like Braves over Brewers, and but as annoying the Brewers, they're pitching. Yeah, the offense is just trash when you have to rely on those guys that you guys mentioned. Their pitching is just so damn good, and they're just annoying. Um, but I'm not gonna pick the Brewers. I hate the Brewers. I don't even care if they're if they would too. even even if they're the clear cut or whatever. It is. I'm never gonna pick the Brewers. Um, what is, what is that? Yes. Kevin, stop. <laughs> um, it's a oh, you guys uh, pick the Giants. Uh, I don't know. I, you know what? I don't even know if they're going to make it out of this recording. I'm going to go with the Dodgers. <laughs> 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 my, my pick could be right out like in a couple hours. So. Strong. I respect that. Strong. <laughs> I mean, they, they just have, I mean, the, their talent is just so damn good. Like, how could you not pick the Dodgers? I mean, obviously, not the favorite, the best team doesn't always win. But man, that, that lineup, they're, they're pitching. They're really damn good. For sure. And Fids, what about? Watch you? them lose in an hour. <laughs> Come on. Do we need to ask Fids? We know the answer. I know, but go ahead, Fids. Um, does this answer? No sound effects. Just say who you want to win. <laughs> just... Well, I said White Sox. Giants World Series, so okay. Is this, is this <laughs> some MCU like big reveal? I mean, God, no, it's just we were kind of going with the flow here. But <laughs> I think, uh, actually, 
think I'm going to make a lot of coin betting Brewers unders because I think that pitching staff, the starters go deep. Uh, I I think Atlanta had 88 wins. Uh, I think they can get got. I like the Brewers. And then we'll go with the Giants. And then, yes, I do think the Giants will make it to the World Series. I do. Yes. Um, and then just to kind of put a bow on it, we already know that it's the Tampa Bay-Boston Series. Uh, I actually think Boston's going to upset Tampa Bay. Um, Ooh, your cousin from Boston. Damn. I do think Boston, I don't know. I just, some about this Red Sox team, and I also think Tampa Bay had a great ride last year, but uh, I don't know if they're going to catch lightning in a bottle two years in a row. I'm feeling uh, that, Zoe. I am really feeling that. I, I felt the same way driving home tonight in the car. There you go. Now I I'd feel rather, better about it. I, I feel like feeling because that's going to be a five game and Tampa done. All right. Fizz got Tampa beef. Who you got? Yeah, it's Tampa. I mean, Tampa's the most complete team in my opinion in the, in these playoffs and they'll come at you like a spider monkey. <laughs> and they're, they're going to put whatever 13 pitchers out there and make you the most miserable on that roster. And it doesn't matter. They have no stars on the pitching staff side and the hitters are interchangeable. They're going to, if you got a lefty, they're going to go with the righties. And if you switch over to righty, they're going to go with the lefties. They're a huge pain in the ass. And I Spider think they're going to whoop Boston's ass in that series. Mr. Yeah. Han? Yeah. Whoop. Gotcha, Josh. I got to go with Tampa. <laughs> and the deciding game will be won by Tampa when they whip the shit out of Chris Sale. Ooh. Ooh. That's, some, that's vindictive, too. That's vindictive. Okay. What I get? All right. Go, Josh. <laughs> Ray sweep. I, oh, I made the joke oh, on shit. Twitter. Yankees, Rays, watch who gets swept by the Tampa Bay Rays. Now on ESPN. And uh, that's that's how I feel. The Rays are going to sweep the Red Sox. Fair huh? enough. Although your last one. Rays. Does, I, I, need to, I need to see the Twitter. What about MSS? <laughs> he said, no, he said, he said Red Sox. <laughs> he said Red Sox earlier. Well, he, he's dying on that hill. Yeah, I'm taking Red Sox. Yep. I'm he's dead on that hill. All right, well, I actually got this done in under two hours. Well, thank you guys, all of you, for coming what? on the show. You didn't, you didn't have your World Series picks. I, yeah, I, wait, hold on. Does <laughs> this end in the NLCS? It just NLCS? NLCS? Zoe, doesn't, Zoe doesn't want to pick not the White Sox. Oh, he wants to wait till next. Oh, well, okay. I was going to get out of the first round first. But if clever. you guys want to talk about your World we Series We should do picks. some preseason picks. Yeah, I guess. That's the, gonna win the fourth game of the preseason. I want to know what you feel about game six of the NLDS. Wait, what? What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's yeah. that's our cue. All right. Yeah. So that's our cue right there. All right, everybody, real quick. Josh, I know you're a very busy man with the playoffs coming up. Where can everybody see you this week and uh, going forward? Yeah, the, the easiest way is to follow me on Twitter. I'm at SoxMachine underscore Josh. You can read our work and listen to our work at SoxMachine.com. 2 p.m. Central Time, we'll have another Twitter space pregame show for game one. Uh, so if you are on Twitter and you enjoy the Twitter space, this Father Zoe joins me often. Uh, there will be other blogs as well. Some guys from the 108 are going to be joining us. Jordan Lazowski from Sox on 35th should be joining as well. Uh, we're going to be doing a big pregame on Twitter space from 2 to 3 p.m., taking everybody up to first pitch of game one of the ALDS. Awesome. Looking forward to doing those. Definitely want to check those out. Uh, Mr. Han, what can people expect coming up on the Tainted Glove? Well, this week it'll be 
uh, Sox playoffs and, of course, my trip to Vegas to go see the Bears-Raiders uh, excitement. Uh, also, there might be some some blind worship by my co-host, uh, K-Fids, regarding Chris Bryant as well. <laughs> Absolutely. What? And if you're not following it already, that's at Tainted Glove. Make sure you check out. That's Fids and Mr. Han. They do a great show. You definitely want to check that out on Twitter, at Tainted Glove. Uh, Beef, My Sox, Summer, whichever one of you guys. I know you guys got a ton of shit. He's pointing at you, Beef. Both. Yeah, I'll take it. So uh, tomorrow morning, first thing, when you get up, you're going to go to From the 108, or actually you're going to go to YouTube.com backslash From the 108. And at 6 a.m., me, my Sox Summer, and Trees E are going to be doing the earliest pregame show that are, there is out there, okay? We don't want to compete with the other ones, so we're going to do an early pregame show. Also, today, we were up uh, on the north side. We taped uh, Redline Radio with White Sox Dave, so that's going to be dropping kind of mid-morning. Usually that drops around mid-morning. And then uh, 2 o'clock, we're planning to jump in with uh, Josh Nelson on the spaces. And then after that, for the game, actually, at 3 o'clock, I think we're going to be at Buffalo Wings and Ring Chicago, 34-34 South Halstead, just watching the game. So if you have no place to watch the game, you want to come hang out and have a couple uh, beers with us, a couple Goose Islands, eat some wings, make sure you come on through. There you go. A lot of good stuff. Uh, and just to, let's add in on that. So just because Lo forgot the most important part, uh, we, we are our beer. We have a beer from Goose Island that's dropping on Friday. It's called the uh, Little Friday Lager, and it will be available at the tap room on Fulton. Um, and the proceeds from that beer will go to my block, my hood, my city. So you want to make your ass, get your ass up there, get some of our beer, and you can get some of those White Sox retro cans while you're up there. I'm pretty sure we just dropped exclusive news. So that's, that's awesome. breaking news. That's, that's, right awesome. that's, that's great, great work, guys. Yeah, nice. fantastic. I'm uh, I'm post, my way. Aldo, post-production, delete that. Delete that. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, uh, I will break my usual. I don't go farther north than uh, Jackson to go there and probably check that beer out. I'll DM uh, you. I'll DM you some other details. So just Yes, but, please but, do. But please try to go up there. I will. I will. But no, that's awesome. Great charity. That's fantastic. Love that stuff. Love seeing that stuff. Um, and then as far as me, all and Fids, as always, follow us at Pinwheels Ivy Pod. Uh, you'll see all of our individual handles in there. Make sure you, we have the link at the top of the Twitter account if you want to support the show. And there'll be plenty of merch to go around. Um, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, we do got a contest coming up in the pipeline for subscribers to the YouTube channel. We just got to put the finishing touches on it, but you're going to want to get in there early. So, uh, again, thank these guys. I can't thank these guys enough for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. We all talk pretty much daily anyways, but it's always nice to put together a show. Uh, White Sox fans, we're all extremely lucky to have the amount of podcast blogs and just content uh, in our fandom <laughs> and a dude with a parrot. Oh, we got all oh. kinds of accessories going on right now. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. But, no, thank you guys so much. You I appreciate it. it. And uh, we're finally here as ladies and gentlemen. Playoff baseball. Good luck, White Sox fans. Peace. Go Sox. Free build of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantees or the whole league that we here now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. 
This is what you waiting for, yeah You can put it on the boy, yeah Every season make it all change Take me out to the bar game This is what you waiting for, yeah You can put it on the boy, yeah Every season make it all change Take me out to the bar game This is what you waiting for, yeah can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season make it all change. Every season make it all change. Take me out to the ball game.